0: This is PowerQuest, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Pull Request is an hour long podcast about everything in and relating to technology with four techno experts Eric Newman, hi, Chris Krabowski, hello, Tyler Dinner, heather, and Ben Piggis. hey. This week's episode on the spectrum web design. Hello, everybody. Good Welcome good. to yet another poll request. My name is Eric Newman, and across from me is someone who has actually started interjecting as soon as the theme music is over. Chris Krabowski. Not even,
1: but- Hi. 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 Yeah, rabble. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Uh, I've got a bone to pick with this title. It's got very- a boner.
0: Rabble. No, it's hey. uh, very inaccurate. That's very.
1: You got a boner this early in the show.
0: You gotta, you gotta fix that. No, it's, it's- a really good show. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good
1: show. I prefer the Canada version, buddy. People get excited for it. Just expect that.
0: Oh, that's right. And by the way, of course, we can't forget the uh, the drummer for the show, Will It Work, this week.
2: Will it, won't it? Will
0: it work? Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> will it drum? The drummer for the show, Tyler Dinner. Oh, Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good, except for that title. <laughs> you you know, don't like being the drummer for the show?
2: Oh, I do. You just... now? I want songwriting credits, and I want to have
1: songwriting contributions, and you're not giving it to me.
0: Well, you already got credit for the show. I mean, what more do you want? I came up with the great subtitle, and you did... I yeah, came up no, with that the,
1: subtitle. The subtitle was way better. I no. didn't even want it to be the main
2: title. I put it in parentheses below your title. Four
1: you and seven years ago? That was way better than... That has
0: nothing to do with.
1: Two out of three of us don't even do design. Four port and seven peers ago. Well,
0: I consider web design an overarching term. Yeah, I'm a you know call me liberal, but okay. Anyway, four port and seven peers ago means nothing. It's It's some. It's an odd pun. It's it's
2: a reference to something in Christian's content later on. on. No. You do that all the time. <clears throat> it no. makes no sense until no, you hear the it's content. No, the
0: episode name. and We're detracting also, by the way, from our special okay, guest. Well, you coming don't... to us live from Austin, Texas is Ben is Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. We uh, saw you for last week, and uh, we this is the second part of our two-part series on the spectrum of web development and web design and what not just web. all of those jobs mean. Web is encompassing. No, yeah, concerned. I'm glad to okay. be back. No,
2: anything with software. Ones Thank you, zeros. Ben. Software.
0: You're instantly much more agreeable than Christian. My God. <laughs> That's the because my medication. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and my medication is the only thing that allows me to keep living every day.
2: It's because your drinking tolerance is too low. I yeah.
0: want to get a product placement bought from Eli Lilly. What if I could be those? Per- what if I could be the? Hey, do your friends annoy the crap out of you? Well, just take Lexapro every day, and you'll be able to tolerate their awfulness. <laughs> no one's gonna buy Wait, it because
2: th- then I should be taking it. No one's gonna buy it because they're gonna think they're gonna act like you. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
0: got them. You got me. That's right. And that sound Wait, you heard, of course, take- is from our studio audience. We keep them in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Wednesdays now. Just for us, do we want? By your logic,
1: do you take Lexapro to be more annoying than the rest of your friends? Or I was
0: already more annoying than the rest of my friends, so I take Lexapro to be as annoying as the rest of my friends. Moving on, remember the mouse that I got last week? Not really. I mentioned I got a new mouse. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lefty ergonomic mouse, vertical, and it's lefty. Yeah, exactly. It's wireless. It's very nice. $49.99. and it doesn't have drivers. It probably does. No, it doesn't. I've looked it up. Oops, that was the wrong button. So, how do you use it? Do you use IO Red? Uh, yeah, I did. I, obviously, I can find the vendor ID and the device ID of the device that I'm using. Did you look up the device ID? Ah, uh, and the vendor ID. I and feel guess like what? you didn't look hard enough. Guess what? What? There's no drivers. You I guess you can that. use it. Comes it comes from some random Chinese cats. company.
2: So then use a driver then, for something similar. Then it's write kind of drivers. Probably, it makes, Oh, it then write
0: drivers. Thank you, Christian. That's a beautiful solution I can use in a pinch. That's a Christian solution. That is a very Christian, Christian solution of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, just write your own mouse driver. <laughs> like, right, I right. hope you don't need a mouse to write it. Yeah.
2: You really shouldn't. When <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. 12 years old, we wrote our own drivers from assembly. There
3: was
0: I a, I don't know, when there I was, there was 14, kid, I, I did I, write I, an I audio uh, knew in grad
3: school that refused to use his mouse on his
0: keyboard and pretty much used terminal for everything. It was yeah, And Christian is one of those people. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, is that my mouse has like five buttons and you can't really program the buttons unless you have some kind of drivers or software to allow you to program the buttons. So I, I have this, uh, it's called Better Touch Tool, which is a universal tool for macOS that allows you to customize the buttons on most mice. However, there is another button that this mouse has that is not being recognized by even that software. I wrote button. the company and I said, hey guys, is there like some kind of thing I can download? And they said, oh, it's plug and play. I was like... You can't assign bu- ma- the fifth mouse button to be a certain action in the default control panel
1: in macOS. It do- doesn't exist. Did they say PNP or did they say plug and play? Plug and play.
2: Maybe your Mac. What, it, what else could PNP mean? Post and hacking?
1: No, that's a specific type of plug and play that you can then look up the RFC for and then figure out how to ag- activate that fifth button. Well. I don't know what to say. Next week on... Next
0: week on Public Quest. <laughs> Christian uh, a operates... A new episode Christian House. writes new a mouse, mouse driver, but my mouse goes in an opposite direction from where I scroll it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I do that on purpose. I oh, think I that you... Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's As someone who uses con. both Windows and Mac, <laughs> why can't they agree on it? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Christian, you fried a motherboard? Mm-hmm. How'd you do was that? Was it over easy or medium? Uh, <laughs> It was actually sunny
1: side up, but... uh. Did, did you use gluten-free breading? No. You know, we only needed wow. one of these stupid jokes, all right? <laughs> Let me
0: know if you have one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But no, you, you got in first, Ben. You're I crying. killed it. So
1: I, it. I fried it trying to use my own version of Linux that I wrote. That you wrote? Yeah. Why
0: download Linux when you could just
1: write your own? You know, first write your own is, driver, <laughs> then write <laughs> yeah. your own Do yeah. you write your own, <laughs> own
0: mouse driver yet? Yeah, maybe that's why you're having problems. Well, it so this
1: one, it, it, it's vanilla Linux kernel. But yeah,
0: because God, God forbid you have a GUI,
1: a GUI. But then it boots into IPFS as the Well, technically, it's a, just a XFS that then uses IPFS to distribute itself across multiple servers as a rootFS. Okay. But and it you're didn't using because you towel. fried it. it yes. How do like you, a virus. How did you fry it? Fry it. I fried it because in order to uh, actually be able to use uh, some of the features that I was wanting to use over the Linux kernel, I had to go into the BIOS and set some settings... That it did not like. Hmm. And you killed the mother host, and then it, all the children died too. Yes.
0: Was this? Did you remember Aww. to remove your overclocking settings
1: before you? This is on a server. I can't overclock.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: What type of server? Uh, Supermicro XLS12M. Explain
2: that to me. This is on a server. You can't overclock. Why?
1: Because they're usually just enterprise processors. If you're... Uh, if you're...
0: Like a Xeon, you can't oh, overclock those? like a those? server in the cloud? Well,
1: this one was a much cheaper one, so it's t- technically just a... Uh, co- uh, if it's a c- core... Celeron. Then, so you,
0: can, you can't overclock a Celeron?
1: Not uh, the Celeron Ease.
0: You should be able to also disable those processor flags and make it a Celeron. Because don't they make Celerons by taking like the regular processors and disabling things?
1: Yes, but this is one based on a Xeon. Not so like then, shouldn't you be able links. to
0: disable the flags that are doing the whatever? Is or those hardware? No, guides. because
1: of TPM. Oh, TPM stands for. I Trust, don't remember. But Trusted, Trusted Trusted
0: Computing Platform Module. There we go. Yes. So, so the yeah. hardware integrity has to match the software integrity has to match. It's basically DRM for hardware, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. And you can actually have it go all the way up into containers.
0: Yeah, I remember when this was uh, a thing in like 2004 and people were talking about it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Here's a question. I want to start a new segment called The Question You Shouldn't Ask, but... Mm -hmm. um, Please do. I, I will, but I haven't come up with questions uh, that I can let us, say on the show. Please let uh, us
2: review them before the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely. But here's a question. When you download something, would you rather download the app itself, even if it's bigger? Would you rather download an installer that then downloads the app? That I recently say- downloaded Spotify... And it it downloaded an installer, which then downloaded the Spotify app, because the installer was under a megabyte. But that type of stuff doesn't really matter in the 21st century when I'm the person with the slowest internet and I have 100 megabits down.
1: So I'd say it matters based on, one, the OS you're installing on to the application you're installing. Why? Because say you're on Windows, you really want an installer. I, I don't know where some of those. Were, no, ever, since, are. Window, people, mean, ever since Windows, I mean ever
0: since Windows two thousand, they've had a
3: all very the good like Windows they installer. They have Windows installers yeah. and, and Mac installers. I'm saying. I'm saying you, you want the so Windows still, installer. You're not you don't removing want to. the user error. Yeah, you, what was that, Ben? You're not removing the user error if they're still clicking an installer to download. No, well, no, I'm, I'm not saying
1: I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like. Uh, specifically to the OS, like same thing with OSX. It's pretty normal to get like a DMG, which then it's has not an installer. OSX anymore. Blah blah blah. But uh, so then Linux, though, like if it's uh, if that, well, that's okay. got a whole different okay. ecosystem. Okay, you totally
0: just mowed over my example.
1: What was my example, but, Christian? What Was see, my example it's Spotify?
0: I have a Macintosh.
1: Sure, you didn't. mention I that, downloaded.
0: But- Spotify.
1: I know, but I'm saying... Spotify downloaded an installer which downloaded the app. Spotify, I don't mind an installer. Why? What does
0: the installer do that I couldn't just download, like you said, a disk image of Spotify and drag it to my applications folder?
1: Well, isn't... That's how it's typically typically done. uh, Really? Well... DMG is a disk image. Okay. I mean, isn't that how
0: it works on your
3: iPhone?
1: I mean, I also don't... Like, either or on OS X. I think, works because OS X is kind of like the middle ground. But the point is, is that you're still down to... So, but then, like, you get to the Linux ecosystem. They do have the new Snap packages, which is kind of nice. Which is like, uh, basically, like, you have this whole environment that installs stuff. Well, but, they've always had that. No, it's a, well, they've always had package ma- pretty package advanced managers, package managers. But that's you pulling down the binary and any config files with it. And what is this? This, this is like uh, essentially like a like a much more user friendly container. Hmm. Like, you don't have to be a uh, like a engineer to understand what what you're installing. You there.
0: don't really have to be an engineer to, to, to so run like, to run install. It? I mean, was it? This is emergent,
3: it's coming out.
1: Oh, it's uh so if you're running sixteen oh four, it's on there but it's not that popular. And if Ubuntu. If yeah, Ubuntu. Uh if and the one thing is it's not Ubuntu dependent. You can run it on any distro. It's just by default. It's an a, a canonical product, so well hmm. not product project. And so uh on sixteen oh four it's installed but not really prominent. Eighteen oh four it is the default package manager, but you still have apt.
0: What about um Um oh, blowing it? Never mind.
1: But then if you I you're, was
0: going to say not 16.04, but, uh...
1: But then if you're installing server software, then just curling the binary works fine. As long as it's HTTPS, I'd say.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's that? Come on in.
1: Come on. I'll
0: play the blues for you. Can't play that on this show. Anyway, I was going to say not 16.04, but, uh... don't get it no I get it 16 12 get it no you don't listen to good music it's fine um anyway okay we took a tangent because you refused to answer this question which is downloading an app versus downloading
1: an installer Mm -hmm. I'm saying like it depends on when you're installing
0: stuff versus a package manager it always just downloads the app
1: no 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 Think Java. You install Actually pulls an installer, which then downloads Java.
0: That's true. Yeah. Okay. So what's the what is our pull request consensus? Since we kind of do we have
1: one? It depends on your environment. It depends on your environment. And the application. The application.
0: All right. Whatever. We don't have time to keep arguing this. Uh, (laughs) uh, Elon Musk wants to take Tesla private. You hear about that? Yeah. At a price of a great number, $420 a share.
1: But what's funny is they're very twenty five. And he doesn't smoke weed. Right I know. It's great. What? what? Uh, whatever. 420 Yeah. Come on. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so it's valued at 25 publicly when he said that.
0: So where is he getting 420 from other than obviously smoking pot? Mm-mm.
1: Earth- it, oh, I can't say. Oh, never mind. Accountants.
0: A final decision has not yet been made, but the reason for doing this, and this comes from his uh, email that he wrote to all the Tesla employees, but the reason for doing this is about creating the environment for Tesla to operate best. As a public company, we are subject to the wild swings in our stock price that could be a major distraction for everyone working at Tesla, all of whom are stake or shareholders.
1: That's a valid reason.
0: Being public also suggests us to the quarterly earnings cycle that puts enormous pressure on Tesla to make decisions that may be right for a given quarter, but not necessarily right for the long term, which is actually something that really hinders the progress of many large public companies. Finally, I agree. The most shorted stock in history of the stock market being public means that there are large numbers. Wow. Oh, as the most shorted stock in the history of the stock market. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Being public means that there are large numbers of people who have the incentive to attack the company. Now, Univision used to be a public company, by contrast, and they took themselves private in 2007. So this isn't entirely unheard of, but it is very interesting given the fact what you said, Christian, that he's willing to pay a much higher price per share than the market is right now. And he expressly says that this has nothing to do with accumulating control for himself. He owns about twenty percent of the company, and he doesn't envision that being substantially different after the
1: deal is completed. Oh, that's actually lower than I was expecting. Well, they have investors. Yeah, I know, but like most, like if you're a CEO and chairman of the board or whatever, president, whatever, uh, you usually have like a majority share, like controlling share.
0: I mean, there's a chance twenty percent is the largest single share.
1: Well, they can still have you controlling share, but majority share would be 51%. Right, of course.
0: Um, yeah. What do you think, Tyler?
1: Um,
0: I would like a free Tesla car. That's <laughs> not happening.
2: We got to do better on the show. God.
0: Okay, well, tweet Elon <laughs> and have him listen to the show. Yeah, exactly. Get some Keep endorsements. You, you tweet Elon. I, I know, because you don't know how to tweet. I don't use Twitter. I don't need to. I complain enough. Uh, Facebook dating is Fairly. going to be a thing. Yeah. Facebook well, obviously wants to put their finger already? in that pie.
2: Because they're desperate. They're uh, so desperate. They gave a Pretty preview sure of their dating features back. Facebook. <laughs> they gave
0: a preview of their dating features back in May at their F8 conference, which is also the, also the key that you press to troubleshoot a failing Windows computer. Um Isn't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And uh, what is it? Uh, it won't be shared into your newsfeed. You can choose if uh, You can choose who you can see And uh, you can unlock groups and events You're a part of for dating You'll be able to browse potential matches But there will be allegedly a cap On the number of people that you can like So you can't just do what I do On OkCupid and like everybody And wait for the nobody to like you back So And Facebook has no plan He's got a lot of feelings to give no plan for paid subscriptions That's to premium dating features, mm-hmm. and they're not considering to show ads in dating right now. Interesting, but they do have—you might be interested in this—Christian transgender and non-binary gender options. Oh, so,
1: huh. when you you're feeling joke.
0: weird, yeah. If you want to get down, you don't want to explore your sexuality. It can happen. So, or have ex- sexuality explore you. Exactly, we're in. It's 2018, man. You gotta, you gotta just open up. <laughs> I mean, almost, literally, like open, open it up. And and uh, anyway, uh,
2: <laughs> they have almost five percent of the features that Tinder does. They're really doing something.
0: There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which companies? Twitter had a uh, a bot purge in uh, a few weeks ago, and Didn't uh, they
2: get rid of like 19 accounts and slap themselves in the back, or was it Facebook?
0: Christian had a, a bot that tweeted at Trevor Noah. Or you had, an, you had a tweet, uh, no, something tweeted that was Trump. anti-Trevor Noah?
1: It, it tweeted at Trump. Oh, tweeted at Trump. It was, like, and it, was, it, it was like retweets of Trevor Noah.
0: Of retweet. okay. Well, that's probably been killed <laughs> by this purge. The Twitter inquisition. But uh, here's, I, I, a, list it, here's a list of companies. Nobody expects it, except I was kind of expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> here's a list of companies, by the way, that have lost uh, many followers. Um, Twitter. Uh, don't crap where you eat guys Uh, I mean they lost 12% of their followers after they purged their own bots how they lost 7.7 7 million, 7.7 Aren't million Aren't there more followers. accounts than people? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there are. And a lot of them were following Twitter <laughs> well, to keep their
1: value
2: up. <laughs> well, probably that and like all their devs are, you know, oh, it's my first day at work. I better get used to the API. Let me just make yeah. some bots that do stuff. I mean,
1: Twitter bots are a pretty popular thing. But do Twitter thing. bots
0: have to follow Twitter? That's the thing. I would say not. Uh, you'd why want to fly do, under the I, radar. Why, well, why do bots register like as Chrome people? Why, why
3: can't you just flag them as a bot if you make a bot? What's the? What's the... I mean... I'm all for bot rights. Why can't well, we? Well, if they flag find out bots? that you're a bot, then they'll can you. So you have to try to people. be. Yeah, you
0: have to try to be a person. If so you they say, don't a, get targeted one, by one, the purge.
1: It, you know, if there was it, one, if we were further along in AI, Two, if we uh, somebody had a really good lawyer, they could argue that this was like uh, a
0: human rights thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, in 50 years, we'll come back to this story. Oh, I think uh, ten. after Twitter was YouTube, followed by Instagram. Yes, Bank lost 1.4 million. I don't know. Uh, where they are I think in China Andrew Christian Inc I feel like that's a lawyer.
2: where's Breitbart
0: uh, no <laughs> New York Times is next actually they lost 666 thousand subscribers wow. uh, or Twitter followers a lot of those are probably like,
1: just like here's a he, like it follows New York Times and then yeah it, like condenses yeah. it into like a report followed for by you.
0: ESPN CNN CEO, CEO World Magazine funny or die Facebook and Google interesting at the bottom of this list, list of 25 was Zappos interesting With 255,000 followers uh, lost. Uh, Here's something else. Moving on. China closes the door to U.S. recycling because our trash is too contaminated for them. Imagine that. And now... I'm um, trying. (laughs) And now... (laughs) Real hard. Yeah. And now uh, trash is piling up in a place, a major recycling area that uh, China has closed their doors outside of the greater uh, Baltimore, Washington area, which is also known as our nation's capital. And uh, they have to pay China to get rid of their recycling. And uh, China's saying no. The, for sure, the 900 tons of trash dumped at all hours of the day and night, five days a week, on conveyor belts at the plant in Elkridge, Maryland, an hour's drive from the U.S. Capitol, are not clean. Yeah. Globally, since 1992, 72% of plastic waste has ended up in China and Hong Kong, uh, but since January, China has closed its borders to most paper and plastic waste in line with a new environmental policy pushed by Beijing, that must be their first, in which, which no longer wants to be the world's trash can or even its recycling bin. Nice. Yeah. Um, Sounds like
3: they're anti-immigration of plastic.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um, There was a new study that was released about memory retention when exposed to uh, electromagnetic radiation. Um, Mobile phone radiation may affect memory performance in adolescence, study finds. And I mention this because it turns out that it actually does interfere with your brain. Uh, uh, Teenagers that talk on their phone all the time. Um, Who talks on their phone anymore? I don't know. It's a good point. Does it that require like holding the phone to your ear
3: or you headphones or a good avoidance of that? That,
0: that, debun- that, just throw this in the garbage. You're and right. Maybe no. if they're <laughs> talking on their what phones. What about Bluetooth? No, no, they're still not talking on their phones.
2: If they're the ones that talk on their phones all the time, they're not paying attention in class and sp- spending time on homework. Well, this is what the
0: study says.
2: They're just being social. Those are the ones that don't learn anything. And this comes from yeah. the
0: Swiss Tropical and Public Health Institute. That must be... A cool place. Uh, they're talking about radio frequency electromagnetic fields (RFEMF) and cumulative RFEMF exposure for mobile phone use over one year may have a negative effect of the, on the development of figural memory performance in adolescence, confirming prior results published in 2015. Figural Sortery. memory is the main <laughs> is mainly located in the right brain hemisphere and associated. An association with RF, RF EMF was more pronounced in adolescents using the mobile phone on the right side of their head. Now, as a lefty, I use it on the left side of my head. So, what, what does this do? It makes me less rational. You know this. Yes. Yes. So, what
3: are we uh, gonna do? Round up like a whole bunch of twelve-year-olds and like leave them in a field for four years and then pick them up? <laughs> like, yeah. How do we get see them to if their stop brains What if they the just equalize the, <laughs>
0: the side of their brain if they just held the phone in their on their other hand for a few hours? That's
1: not how this works. No? No. Dear god, no.
0: Well, I talk about that story to tell you this story uh, that study to tell you this story that uh President Macron banned uh smartphone use in schools. He said uh engagement tenu, Promise kept. That's probably the ma- smart. The measure prohibits use of tablets, computers, and other internet-connected devices as well. There are exceptions in place for students with disabilities, or if Christian wants to go to France. There was a campaign S- promise of French president. Uh, it was a campaign promise of, of Macron. So, um, I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's very. It's a, that's interesting. See how it works out. Well, they're also French, so they might be too snooty for phones.
1: I don't know. I don't know what French teenagers are like. They have that thing that's not the internet but it's like the internet. Telex? There. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's only in text. You would love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something sad. Brookstone files for bankruptcy. Where will I sit? When I go to the mall and I have to stay there for two hours, I always go to the Brookstone. What I Eric's always sit in you, the, the massage uh, chair. The
1: what Eric's image. not telling you though is he goes there for the personal massagers. Is the sharper image gonna be okay? <laughs> Yes. Wait, weren't they all acquired by Brookstone? No, that's yeah. Wet Seal. And these
0: other stores that you haven't been in since the early 90s, like The Limited, Wet Seal, Route 21, and Bantam. Um The company said in a press release on Thursday, it's already started the process of shuttering its remaining 101 mall stores across the U.S. But like I said, I really... Oh, you know what? Sharper Image at least has those chairs. You're right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, they don't but exist no anymore. Personal massagers. Oh, wait, I think well, they we can just go to Chinatown. Yeah,
3: don't go to Macy's, though, because if you go there, you might end up with a couch. Oh, not you can buy a couch at Macy's?
0: Yeah. I bought a, Actually,
1: yeah, Macy's has some pretty nice furniture. a upstairs
3: furniture section, dude. Really?
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: I've never seen... I haven't seen that.
1: It's, like, definitely, like, more like you have a home, not like you're living in an apartment. Even the one in Midtown? I don't know about the one in Midtown, but, like, uh, all the, the suburban ones the one have these, like, very, like... This that's is, like, yeah. that's the legit Macy's. That's, that like, uh, is, that's like,
0: that's Macy's. That's the biggest, it, it was the biggest but department let me store tell you, in the in world. The, let me tell you it it something, though. Be. All of the men's clothes are in the same six colors.
1: Yeah, you can it's can department You can store. get,
0: no, no, you can get women's clothes in every different type of style and shape and color. Yeah, it's, it's a department but store. But men, we just like the, the, the colors that come in the eight crayon Crayola box. Department
1: stores were never really attend, intended to appeal to men. Generally, uh, uh, back in the day when the p- department stores were becoming a thing, it was still much more desirable to go to smoking the personal rooms tailor and whiskey
0: bars for the men while their women shop.
1: That's what the boyfriend seat is.
0: Yeah, but they have been more accommodating. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, no.
1: But like, uh, basically, like it, it, uh, traditional, like back then when department stores were first becoming about men, still were like, oh, I want to go to my personal tailor for my suit.
0: Yes, yeah, back when men wore suits all year round, just like the Hasidim and they shopped out of the Sears Roebuck catalog. Exactly. I feel sorry for the Hasidim, but I'll get to that later. Um, let's talk about this Pico Voice. This is a speech to text benchmark. A uh, uh, benchmark. Uh, sorry, uh, Pico Voice is a software that apparently um, is a hundred times or more than a hundred times faster than Mozilla's, but it is still based on Mozilla's speech to text. Well, Pico
1: Voice is the org, so that confuses me.
0: Huh? Well, they have a speech to text benchmarking. Uh, software,
1: oh, Porcupine is the actual software.
0: What the speech to text? Yeah. Ah, well, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's 183 times as fast. So, that's something I don't. Know. Oh,
1: the benchmark you're talking about, or are you talking about? No, I'm talking about the the, the results. Oh, huh. on Pico Voice.
3: So, what does yes. that anyway. mean in terms of speed? Like, it can keep up with Eminem or?
1: Yeah, basically. I don't know how good these results are though. Now that I'm looking at what devices they use to test. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did they use?
1: A a laptop. They don't specify what, so who knows? And there's like no results for the Raspberry Pis that they tested on for anything. Well, those aren't going to
0: operate too well because they're pretty slow.
1: No, they're not. The brand new Raspberry Pi is a 64-bit, 12-core. What speed? Like 2.8. That's like that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: All right, well, why don't we move on to our uh, Freeze Peach segment. And oh, on the topic of Freeze Peach, don't worry, I'm not going to go.
1: Tyler, why did we let Eric do this?
0: Too far, because you guys didn't... We let him do way too much. You, you didn't You didn't work on the outline before I had the chance to ruin it. Um, <laughs> there's one person that's been in the, in the news a lot about recently when it comes to free speech, and that's the guy who sells supplements and... Uh, he says that the frogs are that they put chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay. You know, Alex Jones. Ah. What's wrong with gay frogs? Nothing's wrong with gay frogs. But you Alex like Jones layers, has recently been banned sense. from almost almost every online content media platform. Now
1: surprisingly but, he got banned from one hold on. much later than you did.
0: Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh, now, who's more offensive? Now, now, yeah, exactly. He should hire me. Uh, no. So and what does so, that say
2: about all our listeners? Well, why don't we? Why
0: don't we? Why don't we go to a remote uh, live in Austin, Texas? We have someone who is standing right outside of Alex Jones headquarters. Uh, can I get some that? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Ben, can you uh, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. It's uh,
3: pretty noisy here. People are pretty angry. What do they say? Well, uh, yeah. oh, it looks like a person with PR is coming out. He's handing me a, a, a note here. He says, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's from their PR team. It says, uh, they're warning fans that, uh, if they quit the supplements, they
0: could they could lead them to homosexuality and Judaism. So, uh, people don't oh, not no. Doubtful. Oh, my God, we don't want them to have that. You, they might have withdrawal symptoms from the super male vitality. That's not good. They need to stay on that every day.
3: Yeah, yeah. Alec Jones is on record saying, remember your body requires these supplements in order to function properly. Without them, it will begin to completely shut down. The globalist levels in your bloodstream will shoot up and your tolerance for other people will skyrocket.
2: Yes, globalist gay Jews, oh my god. That's <laughs> right,
0: and also remember to click on the right, the microphone in the right-hand corner of your screen and type in promo code, Alex Jones, to make sure that he gets credit for your super male vitality. That's right, now I hear that Antifa are making a presence uh, right now, is that right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. They're uh, what do they Tifa and pro Tifa people here. Do the are the pro Tifa people there are they pro Alex Jones? You would say that, yes. Oh okay. <laughs> Alright. Very good, very good. Alright, well thank you so much for your insight and let's go back to the studio. Well thanks, Eric. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, sure. Oh, thanks for the report. That's dangerous. I know. We gave Ben a Kevlar vest, which is the same vest that I used when I went to Florida a couple weeks ago. It was only, uh, it's only been used. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I
1: would you use a Kevlar vest in Florida? They give you one when you uh, get off a plane.
0: Yeah, but because I, I, I grew up there, I have one. Yeah, gonna, I have my own. How's that going to protect you from gators? <laughs> it's not. Pythons. <laughs> it's not. Anyway. Uh, so Alex Jones, it's no surprise that he said something inflammatory that got him banned from all of these platforms. But what's just like you. odd about it is that it all happened at the same time. And it like it's almost as if they were all kind of, I don't know, colluding with each other. Now, some of the stuff that I've, I've managed to figure out, I managed to, to hear what he said in rebuttal, which is only just as crazy as all the other stuff that he says that comes out of his mouth, which is that Apple gave, Apple is working on a global internet censorship scheme and they gave the, the case to the internet to China and and, China, and they're testing it out on China and they're testing it out on conservative media and so they want to ban conservative media on the internet but remember to go buy super Mario vitality go to the promo code in the upper right hand corner of your screen and there Alex Jones I'm mad at the Republicans and the Democrats Trump 2020 anyway
1: you know he's not southern right
0: that's the best accent that I could do he's from if- Texas He's, he's angry. angry actually
1: from te- Texas. He sounds like a, he, he sounds he, he, like trying to start a
0: lawnmower.
1: He's a reverse carpet bagger.
0: If you're going to if you No George W Bush. Game, uh,
2: you said it's collusion, but apparently collusion is no longer a crime. So uh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um, yeah, cuz of course, you know, he he's still very much being watched in Russia. So no, uh, but here's what's interesting. As you mentioned, Christian, I got banned for saying stuff. The reason that a lot of people, even though none of these outlets that have just said terms violation, have expressed why, it seems to point to the his ongoing legal battles, which make him a very not good brand to associate with when you're one of these content plat- uh, providers. But also it has to do with a lot of defamatory things that he said about the victims of Sandy Hook. And... The the Sandy Sandy Hook happened years ago. I it is very odd that this is all happening now. If they banned him within a week of him saying that garbage, then maybe they would have had a leg to stand on when citing a, a reference from what was it twenty twelve twenty thirteen. But when I mean, they're coming up five effect. years later and saying we're firing you because of this stuff you said on your on your website five years ago on our platforms five years ago, we just don't want to. I I something stinks about this. Also, yeah. I want to contrast what's happening with Alex Jones with, this per- with a, uh, a, a female editor for the New York Times. Her name is Sarah Zhang. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but she is an Asian woman. And she recently tweeted a bunch of things like, Oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. I open my mouth to politely greet a Republican, but nothing but upending cascade of vomit flows from my face well that 's actually kind of funny. Uh, are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like grovelling goblins <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry. white people I shouldn't laugh and white people uh what was it? It was like white people be like dogs in the internet, marking up their opinions like fire hydrants so <laughs> i she says this. And Twitter doesn't ban her, and in fact, the New York Times issues an apo- not an apology, but they issue like a statement of solidarity with her, and they say she's being targeted by these mean trolls online, and she's being harassed when this was just satire, and she didn't mean any of this. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. I'm I sorry. I mean, there's,
3: I mean, there's one thing against one person, and the other one's against the corporate machine. I mean, there's that.
0: Right that is true. well I mean no. Well, one is against a group of people and the other is against the corporate machine and globalism but um, yeah I don't know it's just interesting that she uh, gets her opinions get codified and they are honestly just as tenuous as Alex Jones in, the, in, in a different direction so and you know she's a senior editor of the New York Times she's not selling supplements no she works for the paper of record which is very I don't like that so anyway no she should be let go she should be but that's you know not uh, she actually fits pretty much in line with a lot of their target demo who are under 40 anyway something lighter Christopher Robin the movie has been banned in China because its protagonist is a straight white male what? no and it's reportedly because Winnie the Pooh memes have been used to criticize its leader Xi Jinping right which is actually kind of funny Um, (laughs) thanks John Oliver was that John Oliver? yeah John Oliver did this? No, he definitely didn't didn't make the connection,
1: (laughs) but he made it popularized within the states.
0: Oh, I get it. (laughs) 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 That's kind of funny with him walking with Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's... I mean, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. That's what this show is all about. Right. Exactly. It's everyone laughing Uh, at me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The reason... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here's an Alex better than, Jones better chat. than
2: Turkey's president
0: There you go Here, Oh yeah Well here's, here's Make a, fun of me I put you in jail Here's a reason Or or uh, Erdogan In the uh, That's the guy I'm sorry No I'm yeah. thinking of um, No Sorry I was thinking of What's his face uh, From the Philippines Oh uh, Duterte uh, Duterte yeah Uh, But by the way, as we're closing this segment, here's a gem from Alex Jones. The reason why there's so many gay people now is because it's a chemical warfare operation. It's it's because of the fluoride in the water, I thought. I have the government documents where they said they're they're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so people don't have children. Jesus but a lot of people watch it and you know it's America he has the ability to say it but he it's doesn't not, there's not, no obligation the of population. these companies to carry his content it's Just That's the population control concept <laughs> right now the no, there you go the thing is to that. <laughs> too the, where does this go if you again. have people that Remember, there's already a targeted effort about whenever there's somebody that upsets the status quo, they go after their advertisers, they try to get them shut down. Alex Jones is sailing his own ship, so they got him shut down off of his distribution. However, ironically, his app has gone through the roof in terms of downloads. And so he's actually getting more exposure now because of this, which might benefit him in the long run, allowing him to fail upward in the most American way possible.
2: I I got a good one. What's that? i being amazed at uh, you know whoever thought or not amazed but just like kind of slightly impressed at whoever thought of the concept of of making more you know gay people in society so to control population Um, that strategy is uh, really thinking outside the box
0: yeah no no what
2: I went out on a risk yeah Alright, here's some stories It's funny
0: we, in the 80s Yeah, there we go Here's some stories That we couldn't <laughs> get to damn. Movie Pass keeps their plan At $10 a month But they limit you To three movies a month Which kind of what was the purpose. limit before? Uh, unlimited, I think. Uh, no, 18 tons like of dead fish uh, were found on Siesta Key, allowing the fishers to just not have to worry about fishing for a while uh, because of red <laughs> tide and the toxic algae. Just don't eat it. Uh, Costco becomes Fight Club, a senior citizen's brawl over free cheese samples. Yes. No, An 8-year-old allegedly dies mistaking his dad's crystal meth for cereal Veganism has been declared unsustainable in the future. It may be. The CIA admits their role in the 1953 Iranian coup. And Kelsey Grammer has a new crotch tattoo that that he swears will keep him from cheating. Yes. And let's take that and make a right turn into some local news with our New York Minute. Where we take a look at your five boroughs. First up, Christian says people need to stay the F out of bike lanes when not on a bike. I say cyclists have to stay the F out of the, si- out of the sidewalk when they're on a bike. What do you say about that?
1: I don't ride on the sidewalk.
0: You are a good person. Today.
1: Aside from the... So the one weirdness... So I rode my bike to work for the first time today is the backstory to this. Oh, you did? Yeah. And so...
4: New York, New York. So...
0: So,
1: what I, I came to uh, find interesting, though, is the, uh, the FDR uh, portion of the bike path uh, is actually. shared... You have a bike on the FDR? Uh, right there's there's a, like an the East Side River park, park thing. It's not oh, really a park. you go over the bike so No, you go under. Okay. okay. And it's kind of like a slab of concrete or so, but it is shared with like the park area over there on the East River, and uh, but it is also a pedestrian walkway, except for the fact that there is a designated bike spot. And what I noticed was people of a certain age range will walk right in the bike path.
3: Well, have you ever ridden your bike in the Queensboro Bridge? What is the age range that you're that you're taking a crack
1: at? Because I'm not a New Yorker. I don't know exact numbers, but it was pretty. Are they uh, old or young? Old. Okay. old
0: people in the way. Baby boomers. That's too bad. Out of the way, grandpa!
1: Yeah, um.
0: I'm your mortality coming through. Moving. <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever biked over the Queensboro Bridge? No, cyclists
0: uh, ride in the pedestrian lane all the time. Goes both ways. Is there
1: a separate bike lane though?
0: Yes, it's a it's a it's a stripe right down the middle. But it's on the I, left. I like the Williamsburg so
1: Williamsburg is the best. Yeah, people obey the Williamsburg rules.
0: You know what? No, actually, there was a cyclist. He was a, he was definitely a tourist. He was riding. He had a British accent. He was riding a city bike. Wait, hold on. And he went up the the pedestrian path onto the Williamsburg Bridge. Well, and I said, Hey, the moment you hey, see a city
1: bike, you know they're doing something wrong.
0: That's true. But I said, Hey, man, you gotta like you gotta use the other path. He's like, Oh yeah, whatever. And then he gets pulled over by one of those mini cops.
1: <laughs> yeah, so what, him right. the other thing that kind of freaked me out though is I, I feel like if you're running uh, something that's got an, that an electric motor, you should not be in the bike path. But no,
0: that's cheating. With like your
3: luck, that guy thought you were the one that called the cop over, and then is gonna punch you in the face tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, multiple electric motorized vehicles I saw in the bike lane. Uh, the most popular of which was a motorized longboard.
0: Motorized longboard.
1: Which those people just have a death. They wish. probably live in Bushwick. They, the, who are, who That's are like a little are. slice of San just, Francisco out they, here. They, they, have, a I, they death have those in Austin. They're, uh, they're they're they're, they're hitting hand a, like, powered. They have like, a controller uh, hand. According to my phone, I was hitting 40 miles per hour at one point on a bridge, wow. and they were going faster than me.
0: Wow. Well, they were electric, boogie woogie.
1: But you don't have ha- you don't have straps or anything. You're just standing on a piece of wood.
0: Yeah. Don't. Uh, yeah, but don't I feel mess like up. if you're
1: sitting on a bike,
2: you're in a bad position to
1: wipe out. Oh, for sure. I'm not arguing that. I, if you fall, it's better to be falling when you're standing up and you can like move around a little bit. But think of like you need to stop shortly, uh, short because a car's coming hey, and you're going at that lift. speed. Oh, right. Nobody thinks about that. You shouldn't do That's why there was like that
0: 12, 12 bike pileup in Williamsburg a few months ago. <laughs>
4: <laughs> out of the way, out of the
0: way, out of the way, out of the way. They're not nice. I don't like cycles that anyway. That is
2: a great metal
0: album name. Yeah. So, uh, 12 bike pileup? Yeah. What happened to this? <laughs> Uh, anyway
2: but it'd be like a picture of motorcycles on the cover not
0: yes anyway moving Chariots on uh, we have that's this Vision Zero program in New York which I think many other cities have adopted I know when I went out to Portland earlier this year uh, they had that um, and they're just a way to lower the speed limit under the guise of safety excuse me they had a phrase They had their slogan in Portland was called 20 was called is plenty which I don't get I guess I guess the way they say it it's supposed to rhyme 20 is plenty Twenty is plenty. Twenty is plenty. Twenty is plenty. 20 is plenty. anyway, Vision Zero in New York has uh, contributed to a 44 percent drop in pedestrian deaths since 2014, which is which is actually starting to reverse now that Christian has a bike again. <laughs> uh, with overall
4: <laughs> well, no, traffic they're, they're, fatalities, they're grouping, in, they're grouping
1: in, <laughs> in bicyclists with this, which I actually think are more deaths. Because did you know that uh, in New York per month, 140 people die because of a a bus hitting a bicyclist? I can't no. I can't play a smaller
0: violin. Can't be accurate. Yes, 140 out of eight and a half million. I mean that's like it's called a rounding error. I couldn't play a smaller violin. I should knock on wood because that karma is gonna bite me. That's a lot.
1: 140? Have you seen bus drivers? They're the worst drivers and ever. I cyclists. need to see documentation. I don't believe Psych- that. They're not squeaky clean correct. either. I think 140 a year. No, you, you got the the bike nazis who are terrible for one Okay. Reason. Anyway, anyway, we're spending too much time on, on cycling.
0: We have this Vision Zero program in New York, among any other cities. 44 percent drop in pedestrian deaths in 2014, Frushing. with overall traffic fatalities down by 27 percent. First half of 2018 has seen the fewest traffic rate related fatalities in any six month period ever measured in America's. Best and most populated
1: city In fact our
0: big bird mayor Says the last time the city streets Were this safe people were getting around In a horse and buggy
1: Oh god he's the worst
0: And yet he (laughs) continues to win elections That's amazing (laughs) But
1: So wait is the law just like you can't park On corners anymore? I don't know Because that honestly would be a huge improvement
0: I don't know. I, can't, I don't have a bike. Because like uh, the,
1: the the lack of vision when you're rounding a corner, no matter what vehicle you're in, is just terrible. Yes. Yeah, Nobody parks there.
0: It's a 90 degree angle. Uh, and the parking lanes on the side which really mess you up. Anyway, uh, here's well, something. Here's some lane. breaking news from WNBC. Uh, New York City has just issued a year-long cap on new licenses for the Taxi and Limousine Commission which also result in a cap on Uber and Lyft vehicles, which can make rides less frequent and more expensive. God forbid disruptive innovation.
1: This city's going backwards.
0: It's been going backwards.
1: Well, they do have an app that calls your yellow cap.
0: (laughs) Oh, great.
1: Oh, great, because I want to sit in a uh, cab that smells like vomit. They
0: don't no, search. sometimes it smells like Indian food. That's true. Just get the, Although uh, sometimes I can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, <laughs> wait, wait, guys! It's summer. It smells like Bo Oh, that's,
0: that's right. True. Right. But you know, and the air conditioning doesn't work. Or you could have a nice Uber pull up. Uh, anyway, app-based ride services account for the eighty thousand vehicle for, for eighty thousand vehicles in New York and provide seventeen million rides per month, according to a study by the New School. Uh, For the TLC, Taxi and Limousine Commission. Surgeon ridership has coincided with increased resident frustration with the subway system, of course. Quote, our city is directly confronting a crisis that is driving New Yorkers into poverty and our streets into gridlock like that already hasn't been a problem for the last 60 years.
1: I I don't understand how the... Oh, that
0: was de Blasio saying and he's oblivious, never mind. Um,
1: I don't understand either of those actually from this. The traf-
0: like, this traffic is only recently started. It's because of Uber. Sure, it is. And <laughs> I mean,
1: that that said, there are like w- like majority of cars out on uh, the New York City roads are Ubers, are TLCs. Yeah.
0: But how many fewer people are driving?
1: That's a fair point.
0: And the th- and how many fewer people are riding in cabs? Oh, this this whole legislation was lobbied somewhere. by the TLC commission. More people are riding the subways, too. Like, what are you No, do? actually, the MTA released a study. They said the ridership was flat for the third year in a row. Yeah, it's no, just the no. subways are getting worse, so it feels like more people are riding them. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, then
2: that's where the extra people go is to the streets. Is, so there is more people right, on the streets. Which is why,
0: remember, we talked about how the MTA is no longer listing overcrowding as a reason for subway delays because ridership has actually stayed flat, and they have actually just got worse. So, moving on. Oh, they actually
1: stopped listening to it? Yeah, oh, interesting.
0: Uh, moving on to disgusting but somehow related stories dead is found on American Airlines flight in LaGuardia in the lavatory and a baby boy was found near the Brooklyn Bridge in the East oh, River. Those are not related, but somehow they are.
1: The second one's just sad, but the first one, I have so many questions.
0: So many questions that we're not going to ask. Yeah. Uh, a man tries to attack staff at an Upper West Side restaurant, and then has a and then his heart attacks him before he attacks the people. Amazing. He
2: got, he got Amazing. way too much tuna.
0: <laughs> 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 Carlton Henderson, 54. Damn you, Carlton! Lunch and employees with a kitchen knife saying the words, Get away from me, Satan. They were able to subdue him, and then he got a heart attack.
1: Oh. So maybe that like he and he's dead.
0: Drugs or something? And he's dead. I don't know.
1: Maybe drugs. Maybe like that um, wasn't
0: Satan. That was pain in your left arm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe he, like, that sounds like the kind of things that if it wasn't drugs, like, you'd normally be in like your 80s in the experience. But
0: I don't know. Uh, what is it? And something to uh, akin from something you said last week, Tyler. An online mental health marketplace is giving free confidential therapy sessions to Mets fans. <laughs> New York-based UMA Health made the offer this week after Thursday's devastating 25-4 to loss to the Washington Nationals, which have to be one of the worst teams 25
2: in baseball. 25-4? The
0: worst loss in Mets history. Do you know why? Because I wasn't there watching the game. It would have been even worse. Every Mets game that I've seen, they've won. Every single one.
3: <laughs> All four. You need to watch more Mets games, I think Mets fans would say. I don't like going to Flushing.
1: <laughs> Who does? I l- like, one.
0: the easiest way for me to go to Flushing is to walk there.
2: Who needs it? Not me. <laughs> if the Mets played at the at the Coney Island Stadium That instead, would be great.
0: So much better. And put the Cyclones in Flushing. And no one cares. And you know
2: what? What are they going to say? Oh, a stadium only holds 10,000 people? That's the most you ever get to a <laughs> Mets game anyway. Yeah.
0: Then it's always going to be packed. You don't need uh,
2: 50,000 people at City Field. Yeah. You've
0: never filled that. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, maybe for the subway series. Subway but, series, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Christian, <laughs> we talked last week about how San Francisco has homeless people defecating on the streets so much they have a poop map. There is a poop map you mentioned of New York. However, you missed the fact that it is of dog poop and not human poop. Mm. That's the big difference. Do- so I feel like Bushwick and, should be at I least think like there, a pink. Y- there could no, be it's some a red. Hidden, hidden really? human poop in that dog poop map. Yeah, it's East same. Williamsburg is at a white. Williamsburg itself is at a pink. Bushwick is at a red, and Bed-Stuy is at a purple. Pink is purple
1: worse? Yes, but Bushwick's like a pink. It's year. like
0: snow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, okay. I, I guess it's like that. Like Bushwick uh, is
0: worse than Williamsburg. Bed Stuy is worse than Bushwick. That's Bu- the
1: Bushwick proper is red. Uh, I'll give you that.
0: Yes, because of the. Then you can only have three breeds of dogs in gentrified Brooklyn. One of them is the type of dog that Ben ha- Ben has. What is that again? A Chihuahua. A what? Chihuahua. Chihuahua dachshund. There hmm. you go. <laughs> Cheweeny. Yes, it's cute. And, oh, and Win Wawa. Yeah. How is Maris doing?
1: I feel she's, like it's that entire good. block. She's good. She pulled her Troutman leg the other the day, school, right? she was limping
0: around, but now <laughs> she's okay. Mean. Oh no. She has arthritis. I, she's uh, She has arthritis. Seven. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I feel well, like
1: I feel like the red in Bushwick is entirely just that one block of Troutman by that school.
0: Well, they also forgot to count the amount of poop that comes flying out of your mouth, so, you know. Ooh.
1: Ah! You talk like Five times more than I do. But yet it's much more valuable. Anyway, I begged to different. I only listen to like one word out of it I'll say a day.
0: I can't hear you. The, la- the audience are laughing too loudly at my hilarious joke. All right. Uh, why don't we move from that to uh, possibly... Last week it wasn't, but this week it might be. The most depressing part of our show. It's time for our... GitHub Issues of the Week. First GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Nomad. Specify layer four protocol for port allocation. Take it away, Christian. This is yours. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Good job.
1: So uh, Nomad is a distributed cluster scheduler that lets you schedule jobs in various spots of your cluster, but it basically figures out where it's best to run your jobs. And uh, so a job is a process of some sort, whether it's going to just start up and die eventually or if it's going to live forever. And um, uh, so uh, the problem is, though, you can't specify a port of a a specific layer 4 protocol, so TCP or UDP. Okay. And uh, all of the drivers let you do this. So like Docker, Rocket, LXC, QMU, and uh, just like a raw exec, all of those you can be like, hey, I'm listening on a port for TCP or I'm listening on a port for UDP. But Nomad just opens up ports for both, and you could have a a job that only needs, like, say, TCP, and you can have uh, another job that needs the UDP, but they're separate jobs, and yet they won't be scheduled on the same node when they totally could be.
0: Yes. Moving on to our neck. No, Uh, (laughs) what
1: is? (laughs) Um... Sometimes (laughs) you you bring physical pain to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i do get joy out of that um so what's the what's the solution they just have to uh, allow you to specify a fixed port for whatever job So
1: they specified in their docs that they do not support this i looked at why the co- wouldn't they support I looked something at the like code, that though and uh, it's even more of a mystery because i looked at it and I was like oh it just involves adding a new config field and then passing that config field to the drivers themselves and then also including in the scheduler that uh, you can have a port of either type instead of just looking at the port number. So it would ter- it'd be t- turning an int into a, like a uh, union is the, the biggest difference. Huh.
0: Okay. And why don't you just write this? Why don't you just fork the repo and write it yourself? Oh, I am. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to our next GitHub issue of the week. Our next GitHub issue of the week does not come from you. It comes from Mimu. Missing SRAT ACPI table. You'll have to uh, deconstruct those acronyms for us. What is SRAT? Is Subway RAT?
1: No, that is a Static Resource Allocation Table.
0: And ACPI's Advanced Controller Peripheral Interface? Yes. Yes! Since and we support NUMA, what is NUMA? So, it's I think I need me. to backtrack
1: to describe what NEMU is, or NEMU. It's basically QMU+++. Plus plus. Uh, being that it's a hypervisor that's been m- more modernized. It's b- uh, built by Intel. It's oh, it's not... Really well uh, Intel. It's not...
0: Uh, it's you not, know, these drops seem to come in a little faster. No, I wasn't thinking about that. Okay. Oh, it's because of that cookie that prevents me from watching YouTube videos. I really don't like Google. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so anyway... Uh, th- uh, Who said saving money? Is- <laughs> <laughs> Who what? said saving
0: money? I didn't say <laughs> saving money. Anyway, go on.
1: Anyway, uh, so... Uh, It's saying uh, because it already supports NUMA, which is basically saying, uh, like, you have uh, NUMAs on your CPUs. I don't know what that is, but it's NUMA. That's right. NUMA NUMA. But, uh, so... All right. So, anyway, NUMA is basically, like, uh, particularly in CPUs, it says, and it's basically a way to say, like, in CPU and your memory, there's only, like, a uh, same bus and particularly when you have like a multi uh, cpu uh, motherboard uh, this is important because then you have like a certain amount of memory that's on a single bus for uh, one cpu and then on a single thing of memory on, on a bus for another cpu and when they talk cross numa it's a lot slower versus uh, on the same numa so sret would let you pin a particular process to a single numa
0: okay i you lost me
1: basically you're saying what is that, numa again N- NUMA is a way of saying that like this C- a CPU talks to this memory. What does
0: it stand for? It's a uh, hypervisor. N- Thank you.
1: NEMU is a hypervisor. NUMA is uh, something that is just Intel-specific. That's just saying like this CPU is talking to this uh, thing of memory at the physical le- level. Huh. And so particularly in like multi-CPU architectures, this is important because then you can have optimizations of saying even though a CPU can only do dual-channel, or so, or so, or more, you can have much more memory and still only rec- receive a, a speed hit when you go cross NUMA. Gotcha. An S rat would let you pin to a particular NUMA for a process.
0: So NUMA is like a resource. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, I have no idea. All I can tell you is. Uh... Non-uniform memory access is a shared memory architecture that describes the placement of main memory modules with respect to processors in a multi-processor system. Like most every other processor architectural feature, ignorance of NUMA can result in subpar application memory performance. Fortunately, there are steps that can be taken to mitigate any NUMA-based performance issues or even to new use NUMA architecture to the advantage of your parallel application. Such considerations include processor affinity, memory location allocation, in, in, uh, memory allocation using implicit operating system policies, and the use of the system APIs for assigning and migrating memory pages using explicit directives. Yes, and of course.
4: Uh, you done? Okay,
0: um, cool. So yeah, you okay, but,
2: Tyler?
0: Yeah. All right. My uh, headphones fell. Anything else to, talk, to add with that one?
1: Uh, they just got to add the table. That's okay. all. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, our next GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Skyla. Skyla. Every time. Every time. What did I say? Skyla. Skyla. Yes. Okay. Skyla? Skyla. Oh. Gracefully, hand, <laughs> gracefully handle cases. Do you just add this to, to have this little Abbott and Costello bit? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but I, I do love it.
1: <laughs> gracefully handle. And it's
0: funny because it's like it's a different way every time that I mess it up. Um, gracefully <laughs> handle cases when there are two wrong, too many tombstones. It should be T-O-O. Can we, can we get some linting on these PR descriptions?
1: No, Nope. Anyway, You know, if
0: you applied your principles for programming to the English language, you would, like, not you, but, well, yes, you, but, like, a, a lot of the other geeks would be much better English speakers, and they wouldn't make mistakes like this. Maybe he's getting better English, and he's working on it. I'm,
1: see, I did two properly. I, I know better than this. Yeah,
0: so that's why I'm not complaining about you. Yeah. Anyway, you gracefully <laughs> handle cases when there are too many tombstones. Yeah, so Tombstone to- is also a brand of frozen pizza.
1: Tombstone is basically saying you have replicated data that's been designated for deletion but has not been deleted yet.
0: Do they have epitaphs? Why is it
1: called a tombstone? Because you're basically marking it for your kill, so it's saying remove this. So the it's data is still
3: allocated, but it hasn't oh. been removed. Yes, gotcha.
1: And so the, uh, this is basically something that happens at compaction that it does get removed. And, okay. Uh, so they can do this in the background is one uh, way to solve this. Uh, but the particular user is creating this is just uh, saying like give, like uh, some kind of visibility and to see how many tombstones you have. Because this is also something that's dependent on your resources that you allocate to the dead miss. Like, you could have uh, a lot of CPU and a lot of memory, and you should be able to have a lot of tombstones.
0: Right. And what happens when there's too many? Like, what determines the limit right now?
1: It's You have this big uh, deletion that kind of pauses the world.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anything else?
1: Nope.
0: Moving on to our last... Ah!
3: Wow. Wow. Rough, rough.
0: Okay. (laughs) Let's rewind the tape. Moving on to our last GitHub issue of the week. Last GitHub issue of the week comes to us not from Mongo, but from MangoDB. We need a blockchain version of it?
1: (laughs) It, It's web-scaled, man.
0: Okay, do they also... uh... They don't need decentralized storage, they say, but quantum entangled storage. What's that? Is that from is <laughs> it, that from Star
1: Trek? This is a troll. <laughs> that's
0: I feel Ant like that, that's like from a Star Trek episode. It, it, if, you at, if you look at the
1: source code of MangoDB, it just writes to DevNull. Oh. It supports the Mongo query language, though.
0: That's cool, but literally for nothing since it's piped to DevNull. <laughs> yes. It's the quantum okay. realm. Oh, that's right. It's piped to quant- DevQuantum. Uh, anyway... Um, Here's something that's not a GitHub issue, but still a pull request comment. This comes from the god of pull request comments, Linus Torvalds, and it's about uh, the LVM, which is the Linux virtual machine? No. No. Logical Logical volume manager? Yes. Yes. Uh, The snapshot broke between uh, kernel versions, 4.14 and 4.16. So why don't you explain what happened? Wait, what versions? It's 4.14 and 4.16.
1: Interesting. I'm already on 415. I didn't realize it's that. Uh, um, anyway, that far behind. So what happened? So uh, uh, basically, uh, between the versions, that it broke support because uh, the the kernel provides uh, LVM is basically a um, file system that then uh, the Linux kernel can provide the virtual file system that everyone uh, is more comfortable with, more familiar with. Uh, as like your traditional just i I nodes and then uh, you have uh, your files and directories uh, uh, built on top of those i nodes okay but then lvm is an underlying thing that lets you be able to uh, essentially have these volumes that are uh, you can um, uh, create new ones you can uh, do things like uh, virtual devices with them and you can also resize partitions on a physical device with lvm and uh, between kernel versions though this broke uh, how did it break just i'm not I, I I don't work in this part of the kernel. I don't know. but
0: <laughs> Well, he starts this comment with, damn it, I haven't had to shout and curse at people for a while.
1: I love Linus.
0: <laughs> but this is, abs- all caps, absolutely the most important thing in the universe when it comes to software development. And it says uh, he's responding to someone who said, uh, in my honorable opinion, as the author of fixing... Honest the, opinion. Honest opinion, whatever. Fixing the LVM2 patch. Users should not be upgrading kernels and keep running older LVM2 user land tools. Which I would make sense. Uh, no. No? Why? No.
1: That's a terrible idea. If it was broken in the kernel, it's an issue in the kernel. Fix the kernel.
0: But if it if it requires some kind of update with the, the tool that interfaces with it,
1: then... Fix it in both spots.
0: Okay. So the guy says uh yeah so there's a
1: bug introduced in the kernel you fix it in the kernel okay
0: lena says yeah hell no guess what you're wrong you're missing the number one kernel rule we do not regress and we do not regress exactly because you are 100 percent wrong
1: yeah eric
0: and the reason you stayed for your opinion is in fact exactly why you were wrong your good reasons are pure and utter garbage The whole point of we do not... Imagine committing to an open source repo and having Linus respond to you. The whole point point of we do not regress is so that people can upgrade the kernel and never have to worry about it. Kernel had a bug, which had been fixed. This is extremely immaterial. Guys, whether something was buggy or not does not matter. Why? And he goes on. So. Yeah. Anyone who uses, but it was buggy. As an argument is entirely missing the point. I can only imagine if he ran a company.
1: He technically was in charge, and char- it is in charge of the Linux Foundation. That's a foundation,
0: ways. though. It's not like it's a not-for-profit.
1: Have you seen how they run? No. Is it like FIFA? No, but that's funny. Is it?
0: Alright, well, after your Plus Ones, why don't we move on to Tyler Oh, sorry, after your GitHub issues Why don't we move on to Tyler's Plus Ones Our follow request Plus one to where we send out well wishes And acknowledgements of awesomeness to people And other organizations Who's our first Plus One this week, Tyler? Parking Lot Parking Lot After facing daily
2: stand-ups that often run on too long, we recently implemented parking lot at my front-end startups stand-ups during the day. Uh, Something that I I had brought from my old job, and I actually wasn't aware that it it was an official scrum thing. I thought it was kind of like a safe word for conversations that run on too long. Like, hey, let's just take this to the parking lot. Turns out it's actually a scrum thing. Uh, If you're not used to it, uh, you can actually make a parking lot tool board or you know workspace and put you know post-it notes on it and stuff to remind you of conversations that you want to make sure that you have, but that don't need to be had in front of the entire stand-up to take the whole team's time.
0: Right. So the parking lot is after most of the just the stuff you want to talk about more in depth after the initial stand-up is created. The people who aren't essential to the conversation can go back to work.
2: Yeah, and I guess quote, uh, unquote, my team Mike, quote, heard unquote, of it uh, like
3: quote uh, like what is it Qu- uh, taking it offline? Isn't that what also people. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so something like that, but uh, I guess parking lot encourages you to have some more space to actually uh, uh, organize your you taking it offline, so to speak. But even so, it, it ended up even it's kind of just a safe word at my place right now. Uh, but <laughs> it works out really well. Yeah, <laughs> you need a safe word for uh, for stand ups or for meetings that run on too long. Don't be afraid to, uh, to voice up at your company because it can save a lot of time.
0: Nice. Moving on to our next like plus that. one, that goes to... Codility. Codility.
2: Codility is something I was unaware of in my previous job hunt, and I wish I had been able to look into. The ability to code something up front for a score and not take a company's home test sounds like a great idea. Basically, their gig is uh, I, I, something about recruiting, where they, they. I saw something that said just take a code test and then get job offers. That sounds a little So you take easy. their
0: test, they give you a profile, then they expose how well you did on their test to the people who are trying to hire you, and then they'll say, okay, you know this, this, and this. Yeah. And you can
2: retake tests, and it's like a modern thing. That's great. I, I had one recruiter that gave me uh, a JavaScript test, but it was really old and really ugly and very time-consuming. Most of them life. are.
3: Yeah, I had a test into my old job uh, from like a recruiter, recruiter test, and it was very outdated, but I aced it.
2: Good to hear. Yeah. Nice. I needed to brush up. I took it once. wasn't happy. Studied <coughs> hard. There you go. It was it was deceiving.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else?
2: Uh, it was multiple choice, so it was made to be deceiving.
0: <laughs> uh, there you go. I don't like multiple choice coding tests. That's oh my not god. Fair.
2: No, no. Just please no. <laughs> no.
0: All right. And uh, your next plus one goes to Google's filament. What is that? It is a
2: physically based rendering engine that can create credible, uh, real-looking 3D scenes and objects. It almost like something Pixar would make, where you can make like I don't know a, a, a ball of wood or just a wooden block that that glistens like all the reflections of the surrounding room around it, and and the textures, everything look really impressive and really vivid. Basically, you can make Toy Story on your own out of this code if you can nice. make animations with it.
0: So is it for? Simulations? Is it for games? Is it for video? Is I it don't for...
2: know if it's just for images so far?
1: Uh, no, you could uh, apply this it to looks anything. looks like it's for the it's Android SDK. Engine. Well, not not just Android, though. Uh, if It runs on uh, Vulkan, so you can run that on anything with uh, um, AMD. And uh, it also just supports a OpenGL, so you can just run this anywhere.
0: Sweet.
2: it really fascinating to what some, uh, what some people might do with that library.
0: Nice! In your left, plus one goes to Vladimir Putin. Number four, Vladimir Turekhov for this
2: right. article on Rediscovering the Joy of Coding.
0: Did he recently take mushrooms? Um, no, I that's just know. you. I haven't taken mushrooms in a long time. Uh, it
2: starts off, Many develop, most developers I know write code for money or fame. They serve corporations or burn-hard startups. Nothing wrong with it, but it seems that programming for fun is fading away in my peer group. It's a shame. Uh, Google it if you're interested in more. I'm not going to read you all the details uh but I'd just like to highlight that you know in finding enjoy in, in coding is is something that we all need to be reminded about in this industry
0: yes and the uh, deeper you go into the professional uh, software development rat hole, the less that you actually want to spend time on your own stuff which is I bet they differ well
2: uh, get but back especially to in the, the age thing. of uh you know uh, blockchain and, and crypto coins and stuff like that well that like.
1: stuff's just plain stupid <laughs>
2: Yeah But yeah it's, just, it's good to focus on Enjoying programming and, and it's not all Get rich or die
0: trying Absolutely And that's been your Plus ones Alright Well And I'm getting tired So I'm losing it My hands
2: are sweaty And my glasses are No cold.
0: like I'm just gonna my, fall up up. my <laughs> asthma is acting up Exactly Alright Why don't we keep this truck-a-going. I don't know. I need a better choo, choo. idiom for that. See, because I'm getting tired. My brain is shutting down. Uh, let's move on to our... Nope. Ah! Our... Apple attack! where We take a nice little poo on the trillion dollar company that is now Apple. Apple has got to a trillion dollars with broken power adapters. The, their Their entire adapter business. Their hardware phone business, their hardware tablet business, and uh, that all that all run extremely buggy software. I don't think Apple Wait, has actually in... been in a worse state in terms of the products that they sell and in terms of the quality of their stuff and they've never been worth more. But how's
2: their lawsuit revenue doing? That's a big facet for them.
0: Wow. They have $243 billion in cash. I don't think that's a problem for them.
2: No, I mean, they sue other people and get money. Oh, right, but they're also being sued because of all of these
0: cables. So here are some some of the ways that Apple climbed their way to a trillion dollars. One, with these frayed charging cables. Two, buried iTunes subscriptions cancellation. That's right. If you wanted to cancel Apple Music, uh, it's very difficult. And even if you have canceled it, it still kind of fades in the Apple Music interface and then it takes it away once you've disabled it, which is annoying. Uh, Use
2: Spotify instead
0: Exactly Their uh, keyboard claptrap With their awful new keyboard And the new Mac Pro, uh, MacBook Pros That they've even redesigned And are still terrible um, Killing affiliate fees Blogs rely on We talked about that last week uh, And dongle hell uh, Sorry you can't pass me the aux cord I'm from the future a Thunderbolt 2 to Thunderbolt 3 dongle runs $50 while it costs you $9 to plug in any pair of headphones from the past half century once you've inevitably lost a lightning dongle you are allocated. Apple loves pushing us towards its vision of tomorrow like Bluetooth headphones and USB-C fast chargers, but ditching headphone jacks and old-school USB ports makes Apple's latest devices incompatible with sanity. Yes. Um, moving on. Apple's cheap uh, chip manufacturer... Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor uh, which is the world's largest contract chip maker uh, said that a outbreak of WannaCry has actually caused them to slow production for a while but they've managed to fix their computers and now they're back up to operation what do you think about that Christian?
1: god people are stupid
0: why is that a stupid thing?
1: How do you get WannaCry?
0: The company said over the weekend a number of its co- of computer systems fab tools had been infected by WannaCry and expected a full recovery on Monday. Mm. This is the first time it happened. I was shocked and surprised. They called it an operational error. And. Uh, Apple invents an augmented reality windshield. that's basically a heads-up display that runs iOS, but somehow can get a software patent for it because the software patents are evil. did
1: nothing. Well, if you got the full screen in the glass, technically that. Yeah, but patent. It,
0: this looks like it's a heads-up display. It doesn't look like it's in glass. It's just like some film in the glass. It, I mean, think about this. I'm sure they or it's. I, I'm if it's not a heads-up display, it will be in glass. So where if a bird poops on your windshield, it'll short the entire I thing mean, out. You won't be able to see out of your car. This.
1: Yet. Could be well, no. You, you the thing that the if it would be novel would be that it's regular glass, you can see through it, but then the screen will then uh, have like a full display in glass, which this is what it looks like. It is, yes, but actually. it looks like it's heads up and it's Plus, not in glass. In order to get a patent, you don't actually need to implement the thing, you just need blueprints essentially,
0: right? But they're it looks like they're creating a patent for something that Mercedes might already have. So The no, Mercedes
1: thing I've seen, it's, it's a couple of colored filaments in the um, uh, glass. It's not like a full on screen.
0: Ah, and they won't allow you to take so they, FaceTime calls like this one will.
2: So they made an, an augmented reality pair of glasses that's so big it doubles as a windshield and they get a patent for that.
0: That's right.
1: Well, so, no, if this this would be in the glass, traditional augmented reality glasses project to the glass if this is in the glass that's what they got the patent for right
0: but it says the detailed patent covers a feature augmented reality windshield which is also known as a heads up display
1: sure the heads up display mm-hmm. is not a technical term it is ten- uh, it is describing the uh, visual it's not? aspect no oh. it's just that it's just like w- when you are peering I through thought something
0: it was just- the at any the term for anything that's projected onto the glass from the no uh. it, it just means
1: you have uh, information uh, as you're peering through something interesting.
0: Well, I don't want my mom to appear on the right half of my windshield while I'm driving down the highway. I
1: doubt they're gonna do it.
0: It says you can receive FaceTime calls on your windshield. Oh yeah, um, you driving with your sweetheart. Yeah, exactly. And this is the problem with playing
1: people like Eric. <laughs> what? This is the problem with employing people like Aaron. But I
0: wouldn't let that happen. Um, you care too
1: much about visuals, though.
0: Yes, but I have... I, I wouldn't do that. That's useless. Sure. Uh, anyway, do here's something. Steve Jobs' uh, unwanted daughter, Lisa, you know, like the computer that came out before the Macintosh, Lisa? Um, mm-hmm. Lisa Brennan Jobs, she's, really, she's writing a memoir, and in her memoir, she says that her father on his deathbed said that she smelled like a toilet. That is the truth. <laughs> She's putting that in her memoir, really. Yes. The new book called Small Fry details the estranged relationship that existed between the tech entrepreneur and his first daughter, Lisa okay. Brennan Jobs, and how she felt towards her father in the, after years of him denying she was his. In an excerpt of the book published in Vanity Fair, Brennan Jobs recalls how... Steve told her while he, he was dying of pancreatic cancer that the rose-scented spray she'd sprayed on herself made her smell like a toilet, probably because it was the the toilet. <laughs> and then he pulled a line from Willy Wonka when asked if she would... She asked him if she'll be able to get his Porsche after he's, quote, done using it, which is a very insensitive way of putting it. And he, re- he responded with a line from Gene Wilder that says, you get nothing! You get nothing. You understand nothing. You get nothing. He once told her when she'd inquire the thing that I said. She's 40 years old. That's and, all he's uh, I would swipe right. Anyway. Yeah. And that's our Apple attack. And <laughs> oh, the music's fading out. That's actually perfectly timed. Look at that. Finished on its own. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh... Our national douchebag, not our president. The other national douchebag that we have. What? Kanye. Martin No. Sprelli. He's not our president yet. We already no, talked no, about no. Alex Jones. The, the
1: Reese's Cups guy. No, 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 no. Yes, no. the Reese's Cups guy. Yes, exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. I know all about the FCC. Ajit Pai. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Chairman of the douche.
0: They will clean up all your talking in a manner such as this. It's been over a year since Ajit Pai and the FCC claimed that the agency's comment filing system was subjected to a cyber-attack during the height of last year's net neutrality debate, but after waves of speculation from both the public and John Oliver, the commission has finally come clean. According to a report published by the agency's inspector general yesterday, there was no distributed denial of service attack, and this relaying of false information to Congress prompted a deeper investigation into whether senior, senior officials at the FCC had broken the law, with of course another smug photo to make that a-hole look even worse.
1: Wow. Let's be honest, his head's so far up somewhere that he can see the future.
0: I mean, really, what is the law these days? It's how, uh, however you feel about it. I don't know. It's, it's just really, I mean, this guy is, is just uh, There's no other word than douchebag Actually, there are many other words I can't say them on the show Yeah, I'd punch him in the face Yes, so But he would sue you for assault um, And he'd probably win Because he's a douchebag Anyway um, Oh, here, here's, a, uh, here's a segment We haven't done in a while It's time for <laughs> Teresa May Matters the Internet But it's not her It's actually two of her Former colonies, that's right. One of them is India. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how WhatsApp is actually false rumors on WhatsApp has started some kind of massacre, and because of that, um, the where was this? Uh, it was the I can't remember. Uh, the, oh, India. Here we go. India's Ministry of Electronics and IT. That's a cool ministry. Um, suggested to WhatsApp uh, that they allow for user traceability. Quote, There is a need for bringing in traceability and accountability when a provocative or inflammatory message is detected and a request is made by law enforcement agencies, the ministry said on Friday. When rumors and fake news get propagated by mischief mongers and Alex Jones, the medium used for propagation cannot evade responsibility and accountability. If they remain mute spectators, are li- uh, or they remain mute spectators, they are liable to be treated as abettors and therefore face and thereafter face consequent legal action. But what's that? Rightly so said. No, we're not doing that. It's all end-to-end encrypted. That's how it's going to stay. We remain deeply committed to people's privacy and security. And I just have to thank them because that's the right answer. And this is a new angle. It's a new angle that politicians are using to try to weasel in. What about fake news? What about all these people that the rumors are actually? I mean, that, that's a big problem. That's a real Isn't problem. Is WhatsApp not, owned by Facebook?
3: Yes.
1: But yeah, not. So much for privacy. Um, <laughs> oh. Well, WhatsApp was originally an Indian company. Yeah. Though, and uh, generally speaking, though, WhatsApp is a uh, kind of like laissez faire with Facebook situation. It looks like say. it. It doesn't no, look like um, it has the Facebook. From a technical touch. standpoint, it is.
0: No, but I mean, I'm saying it's just also like the way that it. It just yes. doesn't feel like a Facebook product.
1: Like, if you look at their DNS records, they're all separate data centers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, India is WhatsApp, WhatsApp's largest market that makes sense with over 250 million users. Think about that. 250 million users are all of the people that vote in the U.S.? Isn't that right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Something like that. Yeah. So that I mean, India does have a billion people, um, but the yeah, but the problem is is that r- fake news on WhatsApp has actually cost more than two dozen lives in India this year alone. So they have reason, they have cause for concern, but they're not. WhatsApp is not going to open the doors for them, which I, of course, herald. Um, I think how fake
2: fake news on Fox News has caused more lives than that this year?
0: Well, yeah. don't let's not. I, <laughs> look, I'm not. Don't watch cable news. Okay? <laughs> we do not
2: advocate for cable no news. No cable news.
0: None of it. It's bad. No, none of it. No, the only news that you can watch is New York One. And That's this. That's it. And this, and pull request. So, uh, in fact, they had CNN on at work the other day, and I asked if they could put on something less divisive. Put on the local news. Anyway, um, here's something from another Brit- former British colony. America, which is domestically we have politicians that are again trying to get around encryption um and they're talking about how encryption in end-to-end encrypted apps might be used by politicians to conceal conversations that should be part of public record so interestingly enough rather than trying to require that these uh that these content providers open up their doors to the government, they're actually just requiring that the politicians not use encrypted apps. And lawmakers in Kentucky and Arizona this year unsuccessfully proposed exempting all communications on personal phones from state open records laws, alarming open government advocates. Virginia lawmaker introduced a bill to exempt all personal social media uh, records of state lawmakers from disclosure. Uh, new Kansas Governor Jeff Coyler went the opposite direction in February with an executive order that requires his staff to use official email accounts for all government business, as they should. He also banned private accounts for any communications re- related to, quote, the functions, activities, programs, or operations of the office. I think that's fair.
3: Isn't that what you're supposed to do with a job? Like, I don't yeah, understand no, you're supposed to the, like, have why your, they blur <laughs> the lines.
0: They have your, you have, because it's, you know, they're obviously heavily corrupt, and they want, when they, they want to talk to their they, lobbyists I think or the donors. They don't know how the internet works. If they're using WhatsApp, I feel like... I don't know. It's, I would... And you know what? It's hard to say that they're old and they don't know how the internet works. And we have a 70-year-old president that is owning Twitter right now. So, yeah, but you wanna... he doesn't
3: know how the internet works.
0: It's a series of tubes. <laughs> so, anyway. Let's move on to our exploit of the week, which doesn't have any theme music. Um, WPA2 is uh, cracking it has got a whole lot easier. Why don't you talk to us about it? They're finding a way around the four-way handshake.
1: I mean, I can't speak to that, but WPA2 is already pretty dated. There's WPA2E, and then there's WPA3.
0: WPA3 isn't widely rolled out yet.
1: Yeah, it is on all uh, 802.11 AX uh, routers. AX?
0: AX? Yeah. What is that? Dang.
1: The new standard for Wi-Fi, even newer, okay. No, it's been around for like two months.
0: <laughs> oh, let me buy of a course. new router this week. Yeah, let me just update my drivers. <laughs> yeah, i um, Excuse me. Um. So a core a, pro, a core problem is around the four-way handshake, and there's no and here and uh you can bot you can crack WPA two by listening to the handshake with just a Raspberry Pi and a $10 transceiver. That's been the way so far. However, there's a new... um, I don't exactly know how this works, but there's a way around capturing the four-way handshake. And it says, uh, with this, an attacker sends a single EA Paul frame. What is that? E-A-P-O-L.
1: It's a uh, uh, Ethernet-level frame.
0: To the access point they get sent back the pmk the pairwise master key and use hashcat to generate the pre-shared key which is what is supposed to be your password with a reasonably priced gpu cracking infrastructure many systems could now be cracked in just a few days there's no there is thus no need to capture the four-way handshake to maintain an association with request with the access point interesting so, and is likely this is likely to increase the drive towards the adoption of WPA3 or Dragonfly. A new handshaking method has been rolled out, which is called the Simultaneous Authentication of Equals. Is that right? Yep. Uh, what, can you explain balanced that? Balanced I, don't, Thanos. I don't know much about it. You don't know? Oh, really? No. But I thought you knew WAP, WPA3 was like a, was a thing. Yeah.
1: I can oh, know that man. something's a thing without knowing about it. Oh, that's a shame.
0: Um... I can't even, I have no idea. Just uh, look up
1: WPA3 RFC.
0: Uh, man, this is a white paper. We'll, talk, we'll get back to that. We'll have to get back to that. But basically, uh, WPA3's authentication, authentication method is much more robust and is not vulnerable to this attack. So, um, with that said, why don't we take a quick break. Say, friends, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new program for you. It's called Where Am I, your five borough commerce navigator to help you get anywhere from Staten Island to the Bronx. Simply go to www.whereami.nyc and enable location services on your mobile device to find your neighborhood borough and three closest subway stops to you wherever you are. No ads, no tracking, just geospatial brilliance. That's Where Am I, brought to you by Pneumonium on reinventing media daily that's a nice break
1: yeah i like the new problem they got for us
0: yeah the problem is i forgot to renew the ssl certificate let's encrypt expired again uh cert Do doesn't are you, are auto you running renew. that on
1: a, on a regular server
0: it's on my vps
1: or does it have system d
0: I can check, but I I don't have the thing to automatically renew it. Because
1: SerpBot will only do auto renew, uh, as far as I know. With uh, I think it will work with uh, Upstart. Actually, you can actually
0: but, set it on a cron tab.
1: Yeah, I think regular. Well, that's how you're supposed to do it. But I but I done know that uh, at least SerpBot for me on my uh, on my uh, my servers uh, they uh, just create a system D timer while I just say give me a new cert.
0: Gotcha. Well, why don't, uh, you know, we just took a quick break. I'm going to take a quick break. You guys just kibitz for a minute. I'll be right back.
2: Oh, man. Ben, how's Texas?
1: Do we lose him? I don't hear him. What's up? Oh, hey, Ben. How's Texas?
3: Oh, it's just hot still, like last week. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the air evaporates when we water the ground before it hits the
2: ground. It's Ooh. funny. how about we have a texas minute since we had a new york minute
3: <laughs> oh news let's see there was a guy that crashed his car into the side of 35 and shut down both lanes for like half a day
2: thanks guy <laughs>
3: yeah thanks shout out to that guy uh, <laughs> uh i don't know there's really not much going on in texas
2: just, so I'd just sidewalk keep
3: and... liberal anything. Hm.
2: <laughs> it may be hot down there, but you sure hear a lot about snowflakes.
3: <laughs> we certainly
2: do. Ooh. We
3: certainly do. Yeah, when I first <laughs> moved here, I actually tried to get myself to listen to conservative talk radio on my drive into work, and that was it was pretty rough. <laughs> I ended up yelling at the radio a lot.
2: It's it's like a uh... It's like when you're like a teenager and you read like the women's magazines and it's like spying on the enemy.
3: Yeah, exactly. I was like, to oh, I could call him enemy, but like, in case somebody stops me on the street. I
2: <laughs> have to call. I it. know what to yeah, say. If you have like an extremist, it's like. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah. Nice. You can only hang, only handle so much of it. I'm sure. Guys, I'm sure. Do Eric you guys to Manhattan? A... Yep.
3: You go all the way um, in every day?
1: Yep. Well, I, I break from home on Fridays, but uh, I'm all the way down in uh, the financial district.
3: Nice. Yep.
1: I work from home Mondays. It's better than
0: Fridays. I don't know.
3: Do you find it's... that most companies in New York offer some kind of remote working? Once I'm working from
0: home Mondays and Fridays, actually. Take That's that. A... That's pretty Damn common. It.
1: But uh, to answer your question, Ben, uh, I would say tech companies do.
0: Hmm. Remote work? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's because you kind of like you're because people are waking up to the fact that you're kind of perpetually on call. If you're still doing work at a decent pace and it's of good quality, but you're not in your seat 100 percent of the time, then I'm sure Then I think people are starting to ask fewer questions. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it's been the last couple of places that I work. You, have, you might have some other coworkers that aren't in engineering or software development that, that, that are, that are uh, professional work martyrs that don't care about you as a person and just make sure that your ass is in that seat for eight hours a day or else they'll, they'll cry murder. Um, but in terms of engineering, I've found that, like I said, and I really appreciate this, that as long as you're doing work at a reasonable pace and that you're transparent with where you are and what you're doing and you make your meetings, uh, the, the hours are a little flexible.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: And I'm, my schedule just got adjusted. I have to start coming in a little earlier, but I I can still work from home 2 days a week.
2: I think they're also learning that it just developers will do better if you give, give them an optimal work environment.
0: Yes. Anyway, speaking of developers, 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 developers. Why don't we go into the second part of our Front end versus back end. What's better? What side would you want to be? Which has a better future? We'll take a look at the pros and cons of both again. So, last week we kind of talked about the basics and what generally the roles are for each of us. And then we got into semantics. Which tends to happen when you're talking with programmers. So, um, we didn't talk about philosophies. We didn't talk about principles. We didn't talk about... Excuse me. The foundations under which the job is done. You can learn a decent amount from code schools. You can learn a decent amount... My laptop's about to die. You can learn a decent amount... From YouTube videos and stuff, but you need to have some philosophy, and I'm not talking about like, oh, well, like, like philosophy, philosophy. I'm just talking about you're principles, talking about
1: fundamentals,
0: fundamentals. Not really philosophy. And, 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 philosophy yeah, would be more. Like, I call it a philosophy.
1: It's like really I, far from a philosophy. Philosophy would be like an ideology. It's your philosophy.
0: Wait a second, we're getting stuck semantics. on semantics again. Tyler, what are you doing? Thank you. The cable's not going to reach. I, I appreciate it though. Um, yeah that means we just have to stop the show when my computer dies so that'll be fun um no we haven't talked about fundamentals and the things that really that are in your mind that are guiding you as you're solving these problems because computer programming is the medium but the art is problem-solving whether you're working on a back-end system whether you're keeping the internet alive or you're drawing boxes on the screen the answer the art is problem-solving and the medium is programming if you can solve problems and you can deconstruct a problem into a series of steps in English on an outline you can write a program because the art is problem solving
1: so sometimes you have to also know
2: math sometimes. yeah and math sometimes. Sometimes you have to get lucky it's not always yeah. logical like if you work with CSS there's magic sometimes you look through every example and it's like oh you know what I needed a second display flex outside on the wrapper element of the other display
1: flex because it's css and it's stupid sometimes you say just forget css and just go to WebAssembly and deal with rendering engines
0: there you go why the don't, don't you look, see, see tyler you should look at things from christian's point of view if you don't like something just say it sucks and move on
1: rewrite the entire thing rewrite
0: the entire thing from yourself much have you ever
1: looked at hacker news it's basically uh, like every other post of hacker news it's like i didn't like my sequel so i wrote a my sequel that does raft replication Yes,
0: that's why we have the mango DB. I, I
1: don't do things so I can get noteworthy on Hacker News. Yes, the Christian. No, does. I'm, I'm, not, anyway. I'm not. No, that's not. A, that's not my point at all. It. I'm saying though, that, like the ecosystem of tech as a whole, not just like the, my world, but yeah, you, uh, the end world is too. Uh, the, there is this uh, mentality of. I didn't like this thing. I had some time. I built a new thing that does exactly the same thing but in a different way. That's the back end mentality. The no. First no. mentality no. No. Not. no. No. It's How many not. front end frameworks are there? Hold on. Yeah. Bo- yeah.
0: Hold on. Hey, let me, let me be the arbiter. How many hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey. Let me be the arbiter here. It's a universal problem that occurs in any mature segment of software development. I've seen it happen on both ends. In fact, Tyler, to, to, prove, to actually agree with Christian, for once, write this down oh. on the list. I mean, last
1: time we agreed, I was amazed the world didn't end. The
0: planets aligned.
1: The, the, granted, that, was about, oh, that, 16, that was about ice cream headaches. super
0: tied. Oh, that's right, <laughs> ice cream headaches. Yeah. I remember that. You can count them on one hand. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so here's another one. No, I remember when I tried to write my own jQuery in 2009. because I said, jQuery sucks, I don't like it. And I had some free time, so I wrote my own. Guess what? It was actually much worse than jQuery. And jQuery has other people working on it constantly that are making it better mine much like my php framework that is becoming the bane of my existence is only written by me and there's a lot of things that i learned when i was developing my own javascript framework my php framework but those but they both started with the same thing i don't like the current ecosystem of things so i'm going to make my own because i believe my way is better or i can introduce a new thought or a new topic into this greater discussion we're having of how to solve this type of of use case when in an application, or when you're talking about a service behavior, or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that's a reasonable. Okay.
2: That's that's fair. My perspective yes. was. my... Successful
0: pers- moderating attempt.
2: And and my perspective is like, okay, from the back end, I feel like that happens a lot, and from the front end, I feel like I it's, feel that
1: happens more. Wait, more than the
2: front end. wait, 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 just. From the front end, it's normally like, okay, so what are we gonna do? We're just gonna disrupt this and build whatever we want and build it our way? No, uh, we're gonna use React because we had to do this, and then we're gonna inherit this code, and then uh, we gotta use these plugins. Wait
0: a second. I don't think that's that's
1: That's true. I don't think that's true. Like, look at how many front end frameworks there are. There's a new new one that Uber just made uh, two weeks ago.
0: Why? What is it called?
1: I don't remember. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's called Uber. who import cares? uber i mean it like the but that's
0: the thing it's just, people it's when especially when it comes to front end frameworks like, if
1: anything i feel like they, it happens just as often but at a slower at a slower pace if that makes sense on the back end
0: but I, and i think mostly it's it's because front end is is uh, can I say that it's hotter? It's a more attractive. I feel like but it has less significance.
1: I, I would definitely agree with that. Just because, like, you look at the number of JavaScript developers that are out there, yeah. it is much higher than. And some, and say all go the go and like C There's like maybe like fourteen. But on. it's right. easy, if to easy to call course.
3: yourself a JavaScript developer. It's not as easy to call yourself something else, like. like
1: an
0: engineer (laughs) that's another story I write JavaScript and PHP those are two not programming languages but I've been writing
1: them for this whole century so anyway actually Facebook still has like
0: Facebook's still written in PHP a lot of APIs are still done in PHP they have like five
1: lines and it's to do the login page
0: oh I don't know what that looks like actually no that's the only part of Facebook I can see since I've been banned some some troll
1: managed to get to the first page of Hacker News saying hey here's a uh, snippet of uh, how the notification system works in Facebook and it's like no, they're definitely trolling here. It's this Python code that's like, this doesn't even work.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, no, I think that that there's the, the front end front end of web design or de- web development is more attractive and. Is uh is targeted more by the masses of people? All these code schools, to you know, learn to become a software developer. They're I teaching think, you basically front end software development. I think a
1: lot of that, and I'm not saying it's easier in actuality, but I think there's a lower learning curve for front end.
0: I agree with that. It depends. I feel
3: like I feel on... like it's easier to get started with front end, but I feel maybe not maybe.
1: Like I'm saying, like going from like, sorry, we just lost all our headphones right now. Oh
3: no! Oh no! All right, All right there they're, you back. they're back, they back. 25 cables.
1: It's back, Eric. Stop messing with it. Just it's it been
3: be. popping a little bit on my end, but I'm not... Gonna yeah,
0: be. one of these 25 cables and uh, joiners and adapters... Anyway. anyway, I have 3% left on my so computer. So, I think
1: going from... And it's gone.
0: I'm not touching anything!
1: But, uh, from, from going from, uh, z- uh, like, zero to... Capable of some coding, it's a lot more... It's, it's more comfortable to go, uh, do front-end because... There is a visual aspect to it. Yeah, yeah, you get. It's to like, see like Turtle it, Graphics. It. I,
3: I, it's yeah, almost agree. like you remember people Turtle Graphics. Yeah. I as, as a grad student, like, uh, teacher or like as like a mentor for an intern, I've definitely seen people pick up front end much quicker.
1: Yeah, I would. I would tend to agree. Um, some like the only reason why I think I have an affinity for backend is actually because I kind of grew up in it. Because where... you like it in the never mind. <laughs> um, no, like uh, my, my dad is also a programmer and he was uh, very very data heavy, and uh, so that's kind of just like I, I got my first exposure to programming through uh, like uh, kind of just like uh, scripts for uh, MySQL.
0: It's interesting because like my journey into programming has started with Pascal and making DOS applications in 2001. I'm not kidding. And, uh, I used Pascal oh, th- th- back in high school, school as well. That wasn't my choice. It was my. In my yeah, exactly. And uh, what is it? And I remember when I was a sophomore and I was getting into Java, and I was really. I was much more interested in back end stuff at, at, at the time, but I was so. I was so I don't know excited by visuals, and I was so much more excited by visuals than I wrote. Well, I remember writing. I was I took great then, what you... joy in writing a program that allowed me to send mail as one of my teachers to another one of my teachers because all of the heist, all of the email addresses in Palm Beach County had a semantic naming scheme, hmm. and there was no security.
1: Well, also back then, what you call frontend was much more tightly coupled to the back end you had j- like Java server applets for like a big thing. No. Or servlets. No,
0: it was a Lamp Stack. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Lamp Stack was around, yes.
0: That was the thing.
1: And but it's heyday it was nineteen ninety seven. Think of like uh a, like a, the functionality of the browser back then. Like for the most part you had like maybe a little bit of JavaScript and before JavaScript, the Java applets really shined, like old yeah, school there was a lot. Of, you,
0: I do Unless you're dealing with there navigation a lot of applets out there. Navigation always used a little bit of JavaScript uh, back before it was even really called... Like, back when it was called DHTML.
3: What were those, like, uh, AOL keyword webs- websites based off of?
0: That was a proprietary language, I believe. It, it was, was, like, something yeah. like almost like XML, I yeah. think. But... Yeah, anyway. So, one of, let's get back to what we were talking about. The principles that kind of guide us in our jobs. Front-end web design... Is based on. I'm going to use a word that harkens from uh, Ben's grad school because he sent me a bunch of reading material. Um, postmodernism and the and uh, the panoptic principle, panopticism. What is postmodernism, Ben? I took the class. Who's going to answer?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you paid all the money, so why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, I don't want to go into this, man. Postmodernism is after modern. It's like. I don't know. It doesn't really have rules, It's the basis of front-end. Shit.
0: (laughs) That's what I just said. You gave me a circular definition. (laughs) But I don't think that... I think it was just the fact that it doesn't really have any rules, and like you said, it just came after modernism. And it's just about nothing really has to have a relation to anything else, and you could just kind of draw boxes on the screen and call it art. And that's where (laughs) front-end web design comes from.
2: Why did everything have to be connected before? Like
0: like you know, you know that you know that painting in MoMA that's like
2: do you like, mean before? I don't understand what what modernism was or what modernism was. Oh. Why was everything connected before? Why couldn't you just draw a box on a piece of paper before?
0: That was just a box on a piece Nobody of paper wasn't art. Yeah. Until it was on a computer screen. You know like how MoMA has a giant how, rectangle, rectangle with a line money? going through it? No. That's postmodernism the line is never on center it's always off center because off center is more interesting so but it's also but so you combine conversations you combine postmodernism with panopticism which is that everything must be seen and all must be shown there must be a way to access every part of the information that you're trying to convey to the user and i
1: thought we had encryption Oh, this is design. Design. Yeah,
0: it's more about design. This is about this is user experience. And the thing is, when you talk about front end web design, is a nebulous term because there's front end developers, there's user interface designers, there's user experience engineers or designers. There's more than just the people that write the code, and there's more than people that draw boxes and sketch or Illustrator, there's people in between that really, I'm sorry, that really drive the direction of the app using these core principles. I was gonna say,
1: I do design in a very close to this uh, definition of the verb, not the concept, uh, in that I designed the architecture of the backend system sure, and sure. I designed the implementation of and the
0: front end and the front end has a similar architecture and design language graphical language and consistency so you're not you're not really just drawing boxes on the screen you're trying to create a method a medium to convey information easily and expose all the information easily so that any user with minimal experience can access the information or do the thing that they're trying to do
1: um, Tell any government website that.
0: Government websites or governments are exempt from any of these rules. <laughs> the government finally sunsetted IE6 like last year. The only thing the government does right is provide like accessibility support.
1: And NASA. And even that. Well, NASA's cool. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: anyway, uh, is there anything, my computer just says, is there anything that you want to add, Ben? About, since I can't read the notes anymore, <laughs>
3: <laughs> about postmodernism and panopticism. Or panopticism, yeah. I mean, you you got it. The the idea is basically originally derived from building prisons, which is kind of an interesting little tidbit if you're not familiar with panopticons.
0: No, what is that? Okay,
3: so basically. Oh,
0: was that guy that built that jail where you could see all the inmates from a central tower? It was the
3: jail, right? So what they wanted to do is not pay as many uh, like guards to watch watch the prisoners. So what they did is they put the tower in the middle. And then they had the prisoners like all kind of facing the tower so that the prisoners wouldn't know when they were being watched and they could just have like one guy in the tower watch all the prisoners. Much like what the
0: NSA does to us, where they can turn on our cameras without the light going on. Yeah, that's Uh, the same thing. That's mm, panopticism. mm. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a billion dollar uh, industry. So, look, look, I'm off the reservation. I don't have any notes anymore. I'm gonna right. cover mine. I'm- I'm doing this- I'm oh, free-balling no. Eric's here. Eric's
1: like Ron Burgundy without the teleprompter. I'm free-balling.
0: <laughs> I'm free-balling here. I don't know what to say anymore.
1: But, uh, so, I guess in contrast, like, on the back end, uh, the, the- I've never seen, like, any, like, real, like, strict set of rules, but I do like to kind of think, like, the Zen of Python, if you ever just type in Python, hit enter, and then, uh, write import space this, hit enter, it prints out this thing called the Zen of Python.
0: Oh, and you gro- you ground those into my head yeah. when you were on room that.
1: Beautiful is better than ugly.
0: Explicit is better than Im- implicit. Yes. That's the one that's ruled my life.
1: Simple is better than complex. Complex yeah. is better than complicated. Flat is better than nested. Sorry. Sparse is better than dense. Readability oh. counts. Special cases aren't special enough to break the rules. Although practicality be- it beats purity, errors should never pass silently.
0: Yes, and um, I actually had to refactor part of an application. When You get, you know, it's funny, because when get good into... pretty good guidelines. Yes. Yeah.
1: They're it, it oh, really... The, actually, can I read the next one? Yeah, one sure. Her- In the face of ambiguity, refuse the temptation to guess. There should be one, and preferably only one, obvious way to do it.
0: I don't... I'm... Uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know about Sanders. that one. I wish I were that good. good. You almost <laughs> had a complete unanimous agreement, Christian. <laughs> Wait, and now but, you have uh, to ruin it. I mean, with there's this. Still more. You, there should only be one way to do it, and it's my way. And it's you the, guys are wrong. A good it's, developer it's, doesn't
1: need
2: a coded text, colored text. You don't have to you yell into the, the microphone,
1: no, I, I d- I'm talking over I you. You use colored text. What? I do use colored text.
2: No, I know, but like at this point, like I thought I'm you were a good shaking, developer. Like, to what happened? That Oh
1: yeah, but there's like one more stanza, which is although never is often better than right now. If the implementation is hard to explain, it's a bad idea. If the implementation is easy to explain, it may be a good idea. And last but not least, namespaces are one honking great idea. Let's <laughs> do more of those.
0: There you go. No, that's that, those are some great coding principles. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and and you so you have you have those, which I think every developer, regardless of what slice of the pie you work on, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they should have them in their minds. But you also have guiding principles like algorithmic efficiency. You have some core computer science oh, yeah. Yeah. guidelines that aren't actually taught in these code schools, which is why code schools are producing a lot of mediocre, typically front-end developers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I
3: think honestly so what we are really they? benefited from, from like having to learn uh, like how to dissect film and, and doing all that sort of like secondhand stuff prior to being developers. I think that was helpful. I mean, well, I, I mean, I mean, I started thirds in, and color theory. I mean, all that stuff is super important and nobody talks about that when you're learning to develop, right? Mm, but that's also
1: that different sounds, from
0: computer from software development. Yeah, um, I, like, I think that's, what, that's I think what
1: Eric's ge- getting at is uh, what's commonly known as uh, expressed in big O notation, which is basically yeah. saying my, uh, this algorithm takes this long based on its data set. So something of big O of n is oh, linear time. Effect,
0: yeah right and then the other thing is is that also knowing algorithms like there's a bunch of named algorithms that you should kind of know by reference and then Could you Like sort, sort no not sort. just sorting but like well, but then there's, there's like other there's search. other algorithm Dijkstra's algorithm there's like D- a bunch Dykstra's, of there's a bunch uh, of algorithms
1: a algor- star which i think is Dijkstra's. uh right but I'm salesman with, which is actually a problem that Dijkstra's i was one, gonna say solution that's related two. to Dijkstra, yeah and uh, then there's things like uh, just uh, like b- understanding data structures like B-trees, B-plus trees, LSM trees, which is how your data b- uh, is stored trees. in your hard drive, in B-plus trees. Yes, M- most data storage, including databases, are just B-plus trees on top of B-plus trees. Which
0: is what is a B-plus tree?
1: Uh, B-plus tree is like a multi-multi leaf multi uh, leaf uh, uh, tree that's kind of used in a way that uh, and you end up having all your data lie flat and it's uh, able to traverse. In such a way that it's m- much faster than your traditional binary tree, where you have uh, a single uh, thing of data p- uh, per uh, uh, leaf, and you right. have like two, you have two it's leaves. either left or right, yeah, and then it can have its children. But uh, B plus tree is kind of like uh, you can have n uh, leaves,
0: right? So you have to have, I mean, they're definitely applicable in, in front end. Don't get me wrong, but you in in your mind you have to have those things in your in your head much more than someone. Who writes JavaScript?
1: I feel like you do these get, days, like you do okay, a slideshow so
0: just... is a linked list, whatever. But what? like,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah.
0: Because especially when all the pages are, are links. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that I mean, look, I've been I, I've been doing just front end for a few years now, and I mean, I do back end stuff. PHP doesn't count But like <laughs> I mean, Yeah whatever uh, Look even people at work Laugh at me When I'm like Oh yeah PHP And they snicker I'm like look it works it, it's, it's a real programming language It has solved every problem I've had In the it's, last 15 years and they It just isn't consistent <laughs> It just isn't consistent And it's heyday is over Much like Blink 182 Popular around the same time yeah. And yeah. Uh, a lot of people say They didn't make good music I'm but one of those people listen. they still they listen They still listen And there's still a name so, that's right. Anyway, uh, where was I going with this? No, that you have to have like data structures and this algorithmic efficiency and these named algorithms. And you have to have, you have, to have a much deeper level of understanding of not just software engineering, but actual computer science. And the foundations and fundamentals of computer science in order to do back end development, hmm. more so than front end development, especially as yeah. package managers and the com in the contemporary state of using uh, node libraries for every little thing, kind of yeah. obfuscate the fact of you having to keep that in mind as a front end developer.
1: Yeah, I will say though, like I feel like a lot of this computer science stuff, my experience at least has been like, well, uh, there's like a certain point where it just kind of clicks and it kind of sticks with you. Where like after a while, uh, it's just like uh, you're able to re- relate these things down to like single building blocks. So you There's just a, have like the south sal- of a thousand hours right. thing. And yeah, exactly. 10, exactly. It's like the 10,000
0: hours thing. And, you know, the, and the real strength of an engineer is being able to go into any system and figure out what's wrong and figure out how to make stuff work, regardless of what type of system it is. And right, that it's, your, it's really your debugging re- and logic, for sure. Exactly. And that really requires, I mean, Ben, I think both of us, when we started new gigs in the first week, like, we, we made some kind of contribution to the code base that really helped stuff. And that's just because like, we didn't know it. But that's, that's the job, is you're thrown into a situation, you have to understand the basics of how it works, and if everybody is really doing not just a good job, but a proper job, and they're not just like, I don't know, coding out of their ass, <laughs> which I've seen a lot of the code, let me tell you, usually by these third-party agencies that uh, oh, oh. come from Eastern Europe. Yeah. yeah. Eastern Europe Eastern, Eastern very, Europe. Yeah. Very, With very airports. far east. <laughs> <laughs> so or the Far East, yeah. But no. Uh, but anyway, no, that, I mean, unless you're cutting out of your ass, like that will allow you those principles and the way that it's it's hard to really express the way that you relate abstract thoughts to each other in order to deconstruct a complex scenario to solve a problem. But you will eventually get that. It's really, I'd say, it's more experientially learned. You have these principles that, if you're learning them in an academic setting, you're tested to all hell. You have to, you know, I when I was in high school and college, I had to write a lot of code by hand, and I had to prove a lot of algorithmic efficiency got that, by the hand. Really? Things by oh, hand. I never no, worried. I mean,
1: I I got it and I received it, but I never understood the value in that.
0: I I think there's an immense value in it, mostly because I, I think I if am doing still a paper person.
1: If you do that.
0: Well, I mean, if you're if you're expected to like that, write hundred percent that, not... syntactically syntactically correct code, yeah. by hand, that's a little didn't we have well, to do that, that I, a, I PHP this, class? Friskus um, uh, What was that? Didn't didn't we have to do
3: Friscus that for was a Friscus class? Friskus was audio for PHP. Did like he like do did. a PHP class? I feel like I did, but he did audio. No, maybe it wasn't Friskus. It was one of the Novotnik.
0: Anyway, old professors from college, but um.
2: I have a perspective that's, that's kind of interesting, actually. Um, as a as someone who was self taught as a front end developer, I I learned in you're gonna do this. I, I picked it up in 2012, so that was uh, six years ago. I um, something that's interesting is okay. Well, you have the separation of front end developers don't need to be you know necessarily as strong with the algorithms, and it's not it, and maybe that's kind of you know not necessarily a requirement. But but the reason why front end developers you talk about a lot of these mediocre coders, Eric, and a lot of these guys from code school. I think a lot of that is because you front-end developers don't... They take a, they take a while to develop these algorithm skills because they don't have applications to actually use them. Like yeah, they're really, I've noticed that
3: people are really bad at changing like just data structures in general.
0: That's because they don't know... Data structures. They don't and have the fundamentals. They don't have the foundations to know what data structures are apropos given the scenario. That's like, what computer science fundamentals really teach you, and that's honestly I mean, what separates you, the good like, programmers from the bad, regardless like you can, of what slice of the you can body. learn
1: that on the job. The thing is, like, absolutely, t- like Tyler's saying, that you need to be exposed to it.
2: Yeah, and like as a front-end developer, like okay, I was on my own generally and trying to build some apps to to show people. And and trying to guide myself into what I should write, and just even to put myself in a situation where I I got some data from somewhere, and then I got to iterate over it, and then got to populate it, and like that was one of the few times when I would have to like get data and manipulate it. That I didn't get many opportunities like that. Most of my time was spent, you know, teaching myself how to target different uh, elements and, and get elements or, and get and get the data. Like right. And the thing is, is, is that, that there's to, a lot that, of work
0: that you're not that like you said. Excuse me. I spent 10 years on my own freelancing, and I thought I was hot stuff back when I was... There's a lot of words in this story I can't say on the show, <laughs> uh, back in Pittsburgh. But the thing is, is that uh, I wasn't exposed to a lot, and I wasn't exposed to an enterprise level uh, of an organization. I wasn't exposed to a globally distributed level of information transfer, and so the problems that I was solving just because I was a one-man band, sailing my own ship in the ocean, uh, to make a, to mix metaphors, uh, you know that I, I was not exposed to to those to those more advanced things, and so that hindered my my progress. And now that I sold out, <laughs> and I you know and I uh, and and I and I do work for a giant company. Uh, I've been exposed to that level of things, and it really does add not just complexity, but it really also helps you ingrain your understanding of how everything does work together, and that the lessons that you learn in high school in, in, in these intro computer science classes are still kind of applicable. However, as a quick tangent, by the way, on quicktangent.com, I did all that computer science stuff in high school, and when I got to uh, college, to UCF, where uh, that... They threw all of that away. And they said, you're going back into Programming 101, teach you what a variable is. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) I wrote an instant messenger from scratch in Java. Like, yeah, we're going to teach you what a variable is. I'm like, I have a binder, the source code. I had a very different experience. (laughs) Yes, well, that's what happens when you go to school on Long Island versus South Florida. That's the difference. Even though most people from South Florida are from Long Island. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to something I can't see because I don't have any notes.
1: What's next? Uh, let us see. Um, Tyler, uh, you wrote phone?
0: most of the content for this week. Why don't you drive the bus for a little bit? Well, my phone's dead. My laptop's <laughs> dead. Are, your
2: we, are we $8 dead. and cents? Yeah, I have like 9% battery, but i got to walk through Bushwick late night. I don't. I want that nine percent. So let's see. We
1: got. Um, the well, na- I knew, yeah, but
2: you wrote it. You should know what we're talking about. We got
1: the now time. Life after. The I, yeah,
2: I know that we have a lot more. We didn't even get to the history of it,
0: and we didn't even. We well, what, what on do history. we need to that talk about when it comes to history? We need to talk of about five. Yeah, there was. You a want lot to spend the next three weeks <laughs> talking about this? No, we're gonna have to <laughs> spend that <laughs> third part on it. Though I'm gonna start charging. We're gonna have for my to time. spend. A, this is. We're gonna have to do a part three. It's a, it's a three-parter. Why do we? Let me ask you this: Why do we need history? I know that we typically do. You, well, whenever that we was a
2: part you're supposed to like. You just tried to make a bunch of arguments in other places. <laughs> you yeah, threw but that's it philosophy, it's, and that wasn't even a topic. And but if if it, that's
0: what's I, honestly much more relevant than learning give, how JavaScript was written 25 years run, ago. I want to give an abbreviated
1: history, maybe. We can go go and just be like you know computing started. I don't punch cards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you, uh, Alan Turing no, but, in like When, when front-end
2: developers became a thing and when it kind of split and when that oh. was the whole thing. It was and always it, it always it, it always
0: split because there were CGI and pearl, pearl people back in the day, and there were people that just knew HTML well, and DHTML. Prior
1: to that though, you uh, you had uh, like. Uh, native desktop apps that did have graphical interfaces oh yeah there. and of course and, and that was
0: much more popular too VB and VC++ and like we talked about that I mean that's the biggest difference honestly from computing from when I was a kid to now is when I was like back in the 90s well, there were so many more applications on the computer yeah and now I don't have anything outside of the web browser and logic
1: man we are so different <laughs>
0: Well, you have a million uh, command line interface com- uh, programs. That doesn't count. Yeah, some of them are daemons. Okay,
1: <laughs> like Wayans or what? Damon Wayans?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Mm, I
1: don't know. All right. I don't know if I can give you. You're
0: blowing. Anyway, um, I don't think that the you know I don't think that the history. I know we always do histories when we di- when we dissect things, but. I I don't know. I think that the philosophy angle is much more because that's more practical to help people today.
2: So TLDR...
0: TLDR sucked 20 years ago and now it's easier and more fragmented and it's easier to start but it's also harder to start and technology technology has advanced but it also does make more things difficult because of the ways and the philosophies that underlie the things you have to do like virtual doms. That was one of the biggest things in terms of philosophy and in terms of, and in terms of like, it's almost like uh, esotericism. It's like, it's like you're not dealing with the biggest shift that's going on in web development is you're not dealing with elements on the page. You're dealing with essences of elements on the page and having to re- reformulate well, your mind into thinking about the fact that virtual... you're not targeting elements. Like form validation. Yeah. I had to do form validation for a freelance project recently and in React from scratch it was awful. It's it was so it was so bad and it was honestly would have been 10 times easier with jQuery.
1: Well the whole thing with a virtual DOM is that you're dealing with these virtual representations of elements that are only committed once the render loop hits the pointer actually. But
0: that's it. that's another, like, that's a whole other world that you have to think about versus just like, does the value in this input field equal X? No,
1: I like the virtual time because I feel it pulls you guys... M- Again, ph-
0: philosophically, it makes sense. And I've said this to you this entire time we've been doing React, which is now three years. This is sure. what I'm
2: getting
1: at. But, no, no, I'm what? So, I, but, what but my that- point...
2: Is that philosophically right from a back-end you just do it you're like oh this is my no. philosophy. we're gonna do it but in the front end you're gonna make compromise like back-end oh frameworks. I guess we need this virtual DOM This is gonna be a pain in the ass no. but it
1: makes it there's abstractions. Really there's frameworks my, there's my philosophies point, there's, there's ways was, of doing it there's the protocols. reason why I like the virtual DOM I was gonna say is because it's pulling you guys uh, more into the mindset of a back-end engineer where I'm not writing code to interface with hardware I've got many many layers right of you're thinking
0: starts. about a, a cloud of computers no, if, not, not me. Not,
1: no? Uh, we run on bare metal. But I'm thinking but you're thinking
0: that, about multiple computers and not a, a server.
1: Sometimes. No, sometimes. Sometimes it is a server. All right, then never mind. But some, I'm dealing with the, uh, writing code that interacts with the OS, not the hardware. Eh, except for XDP stuff. That actually is... What's like, XDP? Re- XDP is... Extra uh, toilet paper? Yeah, no, you know what a, me. A, it's it's a um, <laughs> it's a type of program that runs in the ebpf e- uh, jit compiler so that runs uh, during the uh, tc ingress of uh, 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 your networking stack. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, you get a packet comes into the NIC, the driver pulls it into kernel space, and then right there is where the xdp stuff has access to the packet.
0: And then what happens?
1: And then you can manipulate things. Uh, you can manipulate network traffic based on uh, your xdp program.
0: Okay. So to bring that back around I'm kind of lost.
1: What was it? Well, this was a rabbit hole that we went down from uh, me saying that like uh, in the back end You're dealing with layers of abstraction all the time And you do have to think uh, like a lot of these uh, ideologies and constructs exist because you are dealing with so many layers of Abstraction and I feel like uh, the virtual dom and things like this are creating uh, Like the similar mindset on the front end like you already have like a like uh, Old-school react was a bunch of functions that really everyone was like wow, this is really bad Then they pulled you into classes right they're nice
0: well i mean that's helped with es6 of course yeah but you know you make an interesting point because there is uh talk about neckbeards there's a very old uh software developer steve gibson he coined the term spyware he his bread and butter is a dos program that recovers your hard drive called Spinrite, (laughs) and it's written in assembler it still runs on any modern version of windows and it runs great uh but it was written in assembler, and it can fit on a floppy disk. Assembly, and was it can fit it on a floppy
1: disk. Was written in i386? Yes. No.
0: So, but the thing Bummer. is, is that he is doing without many, many levels of abstraction and many, many levels of comfort that modern software developers, if you are rewriting this application in Visual Basic, Visual C or whatever, what do they use to write Windows now?
1: Just Mostly, uh, so see, if what do you use if to you're a to hipster? Do the Win you, API? If you're a hipster, use F Sharp. But uh, if, uh, normally C I'm out of it.
0: I was going to say just yeah. a
3: bunch of nerdy guys in blue polos.
1: Right. But, like, those,
0: like, C sharp, F sharp, Visual C++, Visual Basic, those all are those layers of and, abstraction around the core stuff that this old developer just wrote and that he can create a very effective utility that still, still uh, still fits on a floppy disk, much like I am pining for jQuery from 10 years ago.
1: I don't know why anybody uses Visual C++ anymore because it has a, a garbage collector. You get no benefit from you it You get
0: what I'm saying. That's It's something from the past. It's a legacy. No, 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 no. no.
1: Visual C++ is still very much a thing. In fact, if you have an application written in regular C++ and you want to port it over to Windows, you're probably using Visual C++. Mm.
0: Okay. Um. We talked about philosophies, we talked about differences, we talked... You know, here's a philosophy that's kind of gone by the wayside in front-end. I hope it hasn't in the back-end. Separation of concerns.
1: Oh, definitely. That is definitely a, like a good focus to have in yeah, the
0: back-end. Uh, speaking of React and Facebook, Facebook is just crapped all over the idea of separation of
1: concerns. Really? I feel like they've got think a pretty about, Think about like, uh, React everything is JavaScript,
0: everything is in the component. Including your styles. Executable the number one okay. thing in separation of concerns executable code. I think, is different from presentational code
1: I think you're looking at it uh, a bit di- differently though because I could see that separation I can see, of concerns Yes, to you. I can see their separation of concerns though, which is actually the thing which that is their, in my mind their bottom line re- Versus react, their user base. No, oh, well, maybe but react handles rendering. It's the view and then you got things like uh, Redux that handles the uh, the communication. But of that's data. not part of Whoa. React. These are separations of concern. React is view. You got Redux doing distribution of data. That's a
0: choice, though. If you just Whoa. choose to live within yes, React,
1: because it's also modular, and you can choose to do things certain ways. But and then the last one, things like Relay and GraphQL that let you fetch the data. So these are separations of concern. Well, from if you're using Redux, you don't data need field. Relay. Of data, flow sure, like, actual,
3: like, written code, it's a bunch of garbage. But the po- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank that, you, Ben. But the point the the is, is, like, especially when you the get the into... JavaScript file. It makes me feel dirty.
0: Right. <laughs> especially when you get into styled components, the syntax of that is awful. I get their point. Because mobile... They're trying to work towards a universal application that works both on the web and in mobile where there's no browser. I think so they have to come up with some kind of unified way of designing of designing an application so it works in both places, one that has CSS and one that doesn't.
1: I think part of it is the idea of actually pulling in styles that uh, make sense from the idea of uh, web development is not like any other development because of things like CSS. Because uh, any Whoa. application has a front end. Whoa. And so the idea of pulling the styles into JavaScript then lets you all of a sudden you have one language that kind of unifies this uh, idea of now you're handling all the rendering, which is still a single concern from the much more meta standpoint than from what you're looking at, and you then have one language instead of dealing with three. Yeah, but if you're lumping rendering, if you're lumping all of
3: this though, because you're still writing CSS inside JavaScript.
0: Not when you're dealing with styled components. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not really. I see your point, but if you, I don't like lumping all of this together as rendering, so that's what, that's where, the problem. If you like, Web assembly it'd be like fall. merging
3: like WebAssembly is React executable
1: code something. that can also do rendering. That's
0: executable. It's not presentational.
1: What falls under presentational then?
0: HTML views that don't execute code. That's presentational. CSS yeah. files that don't execute code. That's so presentational. They,
1: they didn't. They, uh, they React just, just poops on that. Yeah. More so they kind of just uh, gasoline and lighter to it. Oh,
0: but, that's okay. That's even yeah. worse. Yeah. Wait, hey, here's a question. Ben, you live in the bizarre world of Angular, and actually you're the only person I know that does Angular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not saying it's bad. Many people use it. Numero ben works for uno, very popular dos, technology companies.
3: <laughs> and Yes.
0: And Angular, yeah. much like Chrome, keeps updating in versions every three weeks. It's so, six,
3: I think it's six-month release cycles with Angular. But they have long-term yeah. support um, from four onwards, so that's Are helpful.
0: They- are they doing anything in terms of, like, what React is doing with styled components or how you have to basically write CSS in JavaScript and it's murder?
3: No. we are Basically, Angular comes bundled with SCSS, and they come, like, separate files.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember Well, if that. you use a Create React app, it does that for you, too. It, it uses Sass? It actually uses Sass Chokidar because the the Node Sass module has some issue with I it. I did hear also that... Uh, I
1: love Create React app. So, Google released Dart too, and, and the big... Like thing that they're saying or uses it is the new SAS compiler is written in Dart ah uh, yeah
0: I wish I had my computer
1: Dart is another one of those languages that, that like so Google's trying to write a language that you can write everywhere uh, create a language that you can run everywhere Dart can run on a server in its own environment
0: oh yeah it's like uh, it's like JavaScript that can run anywhere yeah right
1: <laughs> and it can run in the browser Chrome yes. doesn't even need a preprocessor for it speaking of
3: Dart
0: Joe Dart oh yes the man He's on the one of the best bass best best millennial bassist. Anyway. Go on.
1: Uh you lost me there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> We're doing we've I think we've hit the two hour mark. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Why don't we uh and Tyler has left the building. So and he uh, yeah. Um why don't we why don't we call it a night? All right, all right, let me give you one last story here. I'll pull it up on my on my phone. I'll give you a choice. um well, actually, I can't give you a choice because the headline for the second story basically is the whole story, mm-hmm. which is that a serial killer accidentally kills himself whilst masturbating with electricity in his prison cell.
3: That's amazing,
0: yeah, Tyler oh man, you just missed the best story of the night, man serial killer accidentally kills himself whilst masturbating with electricity in his prison cell well, a serial what? killer jailed for the murder of five women has been found dead in his cell after hooking up an electric current to his nipples and penis
1: where did he get the material for that don't ask questions
3: you can get creative Ben
0: stop figuring come, I don't know you're you're very adept at coming up with solutions for this <laughs> listen man we've all had You'd, desperate times you've be, you would be useful in jail um <laughs> i'd be passed around my like currency that would
1: be uh, i don't know i feel like they'd be like please take them <laughs> please <yeah. Really>? please <laughs> don't leave me with them again
0: not in my not there again oh no
1: you want to put in my
0: watch? all right now the problem is is that it's yeah. <laughs> exactly uh edgy schiffer dubbed the eichen strangler i don't know what country this is (laughs) uh is believed to have killed himself accidentally whilst masturbating with electric shocks in bacham prison in germany he was found dead on sunday with a table lamp cord attached to his body parts while the other end was plugged into an electric socket not a human socket
3: oh wait this was in europe
0: yes oh, so in the germany Germans there
3: are like like halfway houses they're like super laid back and chill oh they're not so real jails they're not like american private i
0: want to go to a jail i had like i've seen jails in uh, norway and they're like better than my apartment they're honestly like they look like this but nicer they're like
1: <laughs> would you like a fresh towel sir exactly and they have
0: room <laughs> service like yeah. i like well why don't we just go to scandinavia commit a few crimes and get thrown in jail I'm not advocating committing any crimes, but if you get to live in a nicer place than you do in Brooklyn, I mean, you know,
1: come on, for free—you don't pay any rent in jail. You're going the way for a long time. <laughs> yes, Just I recommend go
2: to Scandinavia embezzle money. Something like you know, when no one gets hurt, and then, uh, yeah, then you're rich until you get caught, and then you get caught and you go to a nice jail. So you, yeah, exactly. Win. I remember <laughs> uh,
0: what is it? I I, I advocate you watch uh, Netflix's first original series, Lilyhammer, which is uh, it's oh, Steve. Uh, with uh, Steve Van Zandt. That's right, Stevie Van Zandt reprises basically the character he played in the sopranos which i haven't watched and uh puts on the wig and uh and yeah and uh there's a Guido from brooklyn mm. and then who gets uh put in the witness protection program and gets relocated to Lilyhammer, norway because he saw it in the 1994 olympics it's a whole plot for the show it's a whole fish out of water on netflix starring rob schneider Okay. Really, Pg um, yeah.
4: thirteen.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, the guy, the guy that died in prison, murdered five hitchhikers, uh, and was sent to life in prison in Germany. You think he gets mustard selections? You think he gets mustard in his German prison with his sausages?
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, he sausages.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you get, you get, does he get to choose, or is that what
1: German jailers?
0: No, you only get one mm-hmm. mustard today.
1: You only get spicy you get, brown. You get
0: French's American mustard.
1: Ew. No one likes French. That you're in
0: prison. That's the point. And that brings us, and I feel like I'm in prison, especially with my computer off. So that brings us to the end of yet another pull request. It's okay. The other story wasn't that good. It was about a Japanese man that sells himself for rent to other people. Not sexually. Not sexual at all. It's Completely platonic. He just is out of touch with society and needs money. Anyway, (laughs) so postmates. Yes. anyway. Uh-oh. So that brings us to the end of another pull request number 66 where we dis- where we disable autoplay videos and uh, Christian, do you approve this week?
1: Looks good to me.
0: Wonderful. Tyler, are you ready for a part three sometime in the future? Who knows when that is? Yeah, if we can use my content and
2: then you not replace it with no content and just say, let's talk about philosophies.
0: My computer died. I don't have
2: any notes. I wrote so many pages. You always say, you don't have you to write content. You wrote it out in a and script. And then I wrote it out all nice. Yeah, exactly. You can read from the script. That's the beautiful point.
0: Okay.
3: Let's just push this
0: commit. We'll it in
2: whatever accent you want.
0: We'll just push this to the next pull request. <laughs> that was my pull request
2: comment, but I approve. Wonderful, <laughs> Ben. How about you?
0: I I approve. Wonderful, and how about our wonderful studio audience? Yes. What happened? Hey, <clears throat> I said Yay! our wonderful studio audience. Yes. <clears throat> Great. Well, then let's all hit merge, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, right here on PulverQuest. This has been the Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Wolfpack. Visit them at V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K dot com.